Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions. NFL games are on your cell phone now, not mine, because my cell phone sucks. But mine sucks too. Yeah, don't, don't use us as an example. We got, I got the Samsung. It's actually frustrating, isn't it, Cam? When you watch an NFL game and they're all like, "God, you have to leave." No problem. Just take the game with you. I'm thinking, take the game. Exactly. With you. My phone doesn't work. <laughs> my phone doesn't work like in Scarborough. <laughs> you think but I'm streaming NFL games <laughs> weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. The Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, no doubt ready to lay it down on some Major League Baseball playoff games. I have just returned from the sports book and I'm holding in my hand 17 tickets. Yeah! 17! I just counted them. We've got 17 tickets in our hand right now. That's a lot of tickets. It's a lot of tickets. It sure is. Even the guy that, uh, even the guy that was taking the tickets at the window said, uh, you got a lot of bets, buddy. <laughs> you know why? It's because uh, Fridays uh, Fridays are incredibly uh, busy for me. Good and uh, I just will not be able to get out uh, to the sports book uh, on Friday afternoon. And uh, I will not be able to get out there for the early college games as well. And I don't usually like betting this far in advance, Cam, but I actually went over uh, to the sports book. Uh, had a grilled cheese sandwich, uh, French fries, Ooh, and a Sierra nice. Sierra Mist. Hey, Sierra Mist. Yeah. Asshole. You know, <laughs> I thought I was drinking Sprite the whole time, but uh, it turns out it's... My, my buddy, like, I've been, hey, I, I've, been, I've been ordering Sprite. Sprite. I've been ordering Sprite for like the last month, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Today yeah. is the first time I said Sprite, and she's like, Sprite? Sierra Mist, okay? Sierra Mist. That was one of my favorite times in Buffalo with my buddy. Can I have a Sprite? Sierra Mist, asshole. <laughs> he, was so, he was so rude to her, too. I'm like, just shut up and take, take, take the Sierra Mist, you jerk. The, uh, I, was, I was really surprised, actually, when I went to, uh, went to the Super Bowl. And uh, it was my first Super Bowl. It was the Carolina and uh, the New, New England Patriots. I guess it was Ooh. like uh, 2003. And I was in, like, the, uh, the press center and... You know, they had bags of Doritos out, and, you know, they had some, like, M&Ms and a few chocolate bars and stuff. But uh, the beverage was Sierra Mist. And I was just somewhat surprised that Sierra Mist was the official drink of the the NFL NFL (laughs) Media Center. Yeah. I don't know if it was the official drink of the – no, no, it wasn't the official sponsor of the Super Bowl. I think it was just the cheapest soda they could buy to give to the media. Exactly. Give these media pricks the Sierra Mist. You know what's funny, though? Um, 
in that Super Bowl, actually, you know, a player that I interviewed. Well, I interviewed a few players. I actually interviewed Tom Brady. Wow. Uh, wasn't one wasn't one on one though. Um, it was during the press. Yeah, it was during the press conference. But I really wanted to uh, to get to the front, and I did. I just acted like I was at a Slayer concert. You know what I mean? I just elbows yeah. up, yeah. <laughs> made it to the front, got a couple yep. of questions in uh, with Tom Brady. My bosses at the time were very impressed. They're like, "Wow, uh, you, you were part of the main yeah. press conference." Exactly. I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm not playing around." That was until I got kicked out a couple of days later. Uh, but one player, one player that I did interview one on one, and it's funny because I've never liked the Patriots, but one guy that I always did like because how cool he was to me on Super Bowl week, and he came on for like 15 minutes type thing one on one. Mike Vrabel. Oh, I love Mike Vrabel. Yeah, who's now and the head coach Ohio of the Tennessee State guy Titans. too? Wow, yeah, yeah, Ohio State, Moretti surprised you twice. You're a Michigan guy, hate the Patriots, yet Mike Vrabel, uh, he gets things done. I've always liked Vrabel, too. Great player, and he's doing a great job. Well, I don't. Coach. We have a rivalry with the Buckeyes, but it's hard not to respect those guys. Like Chris exactly. Spielman's one of my all-time favorite players. How can love I not Chris like Chris Spielman? Spielman. I love Chris yeah. Spielman, too. Hard, so hard-headed. Yeah. That guy was an animal. Now, it's yeah, true. Yeah, Chris, it's, Chris it's a mutual Spielman's respect. Stuff. It's a mutual respect. It, exactly. So good. No, exactly. So, Mike Vrabel. And you know who else was really cool to me was uh, Tyrone Poole. I like Tyrone Poole, too. It's funny. All the yeah, guys you Ty- mentioned, Tyrone Poole I came on the show. Don't mind yeah. those guys. <laughs> They're the yeah, good you guys. Can sort of tell. <laughs> you can sort of tell who's going to be cool and who's not. Exactly. Like, Tyrone Poole came on for, like, you know, same thing, one-on-one. No rush or anything, Super Bowl week. He was like, no, nah, I got time. What's up? Tyrone Poole was cool. Mike Vrabel was really cool. Brady wasn't Tom Brady by then, though. You know what I mean? Like, Tom yeah. Brady was a big star, but it was only his, like, second year. You know, like, it was the year before they beat the Rams, and they went to the Super Bowl again. So he wasn't, you know, he was he was a big star, but it wasn't like but, it is now. But not the legacy know? now. Yeah, yeah. The, now it's, like, godlike status. Before like, in those days, Ken. Wicked. Yeah. yeah. There was, like, 100 media guys or 150. Now at the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, there's, like, 1,500. Exactly. Like, you you know, it's, it's like, a different animal <laughs> now. Like. I'm like impressed they got to the front of the front of the scrum. That's hard to do. I used to do the same thing, high elbows, because the station used to pay extra money if you got the the mic flash in. Right? It was part of the deal when you were uh, covering, like when I was covering the Leafs and doing stuff. If they saw the TV and radio mic flash, they'd give you an extra twenty five bucks. So that because they, they they loved the shot of the television. So when you get when you did it and actually you know elbowed up and got in, uh, it made management pretty happy to, to to get that extra little kick. So good for you, Morenzi. It's not easy to do. There's a lot of guys on chairs and big camera guys. Now people don't understand. It can get like really rough. Like I've seen guys almost kill each other. Oh no, it can get physical in there. And very. Of physical. course, you remember when um, when I was hired to do some freelance uh, work, and uh, I put my. Um, I put my reporter hat on and I covered yeah. the uh, the trial outside the courthouse yeah. camp, if you recall. I, I, I and do if you recall. remember, if you remember, <laughs> do who was center stage at that? I you. was. I yeah, told Stroby too. I, I, I boxed Stroby. everyone out of the way. It was like this is mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told them I go watch because the news people from CP24 were there, and like I know them all, right? So it's like, yeah, you see her on TV every day. Like all the two biggest stations are there, and all you see is Morenzi, like full full frame. Even Joe and Scroby were like, "Whoa, great job! Hey, look at Gabe. He's right out there." I go, "I told you guys to get in there." <laughs> I had faith in you. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was so funny, man. You have some good questions too like you really knocked it down like that's the thing about you people that that they don't know about you like you have knowledge of like what's going on in the world and news like you ask better questions than those uh, clowns from the from the I, news I stations that. did 
No problem. I appreciate it's it. Just the fact. No, I, it's true. I pride myself, and I'm looking right now. I'm looking out the window, and I see uh, I see Manhattan, and uh, nice. CNN. CNN is uh, right right off there in the distance. <laughs> I pride myself. If CNN called me, I could step in and replace Don Lemon tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you one thing. My tenant would be happy. Joe hates Don Lemon. He's got a a real problem with that guy. He's actually got a problem with a lot of people on CNN, though. But so so do a lot of people. He's he's a Fox News guy. So 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 do a lot of people. Great point. He's a Fox. What are you what what are you doing with this uh, baseball game this afternoon? I really wanted to take uh, Colorado. uh, But just the voice inside my head is saying Milwaukee. It's just like. They're at home. Colorado's been so good, but I think the travel catches up with them. It should be a good game. The kid going from Milwaukee, Woodruff, has been really good out of the bullpen, so it's not like the bullpen game where Liam Hendricks came out last night and Judge took him out of the park real quick, which helped us get the momentum in that game. Should be good, though. Colorado still has good bats, but the thing is, Colorado are a lot better. Their bats are better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching, so hopefully if you do have Colorado, they'll, uh, Milwaukee will put some lefties in as the game progresses because council says it's a bullpen game. Yeah, you're exactly right. So the Milwaukee Brewers are going with a bullpen game, and it's amazing how this has caught fire, Cam. It's unbelievable. As um, This all started because of the Tampa Bay Rays. Yep. And it Kevin all started Cash. because of the Tampa Bay Rays because they traded everybody. And they didn't have any pitchers. And they're like, wow, like we literally don't have anyone to start this game. So let's just, I don't know. Let's go. Uh, I think it was Romo. <laughs> Remember? Is it yeah, Sergio, Sergio Romo? Romo. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I, was, I was like, yeah, let's Sergio Romo start the game. Romo went like one an inning, and and then Stanek, you know, sort of became that go-to guy. Yeah, Stanek will start. Let him go two innings. And Yarbrough, they had a couple yeah, other but, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now though, now you look. Oakland did it in a playoff game, and and now Milwaukee's doing it in a playoff game. Like and Milwaukee, what's crazier, Cam, and even Oakland, both they they had time. Melvin and Council both had time to set the rotation the way they want. Like, Milwaukee's known the spot they're in. It's Thursday right now. The season ended Sunday, Cam. They haven't played in four days. Like, they could have pitched anybody they wanted. They could have set this up anybody, any way they wanted. But, no, Council's like, no, no, let's just go with the bullpen. <laughs> it's like, it's no, pretty it's crazy. They're starting the series off. I don't like it. In my own personal opinion, you're throwing the bullpen out there right out of the gate. You're going to need these guys. I don't know. It's I, I get it. We talk about it, how they're doing this to save money teams in a regular yep. season now, and it's going to become a thing, and, and the, the players' union's not going to like this, but it's going to become a thing. But And, and they, brought it, they brought it up last night, and Corey Parson brought this up today on Carton and Friends, in which um, it puts the relievers in pressure situations as well. It's not sure the regular does. season. Like, you're coming in in a high-level intensity situation when you're these pitchers, and I don't know, if you're using five or six pitchers, the odds are, Cam, one or two of them are going to choke. You saw that with Oakland last night. Like, And you didn't think it was going to be, like Hendricks was off, obviously, you know, they got to him early. He had jitters coming out, and I thought it was actually going to be worse for him than that. But but to, for it to be Blake Trinan and for not Fernando Rodney out of all those guys, uh, son of Lee Trevino, Trevino was the best damn pitcher for, for Oakland last night. He was the guy who shut down the Yankees and gave them That's a chance not really. to come back in the game. No, it's is not. I just really? made it up. It's spelled, no, no, it's spelled no. differently, but it's uh, it's Trevino. I'm like, hey, I, I thought it was like, is this Lee Trevino's kid? But it's spelled differently. But uh, it would have been amazing if it was because I love Lee Trevino. And what, what's but, his uh, first he, name on the A's? What's the guy's name on the first yeah, name? Yeah, what was his name again? It was, uh, it's kind of like, what is his name? Again? It's like Luis, isn't it? Like, yeah, Luis. It, it was freaking me Trevino? out. Trevino? I yeah, don't know. I don't, <laughs> 
what is his name again? Lou. It's Lou. Lou Trevino. Lou. Lou Trevino. See, so it sounds like, I knew it sounded Lee. like Lee. It sounds like Lee. Yeah, it's Lou. <laughs> Lou. I love Lou. What a name. I, Lou Trevino. What a handle. That's a, gr- that's a, that's great, a great name, man. I'm with you. Name. Like, oh, it's awesome. Like, what's your name? Lou Trevino. Like, it just sounds good. It sounds cool. It's like gangster. It's like Lou Trevino. Oh, man. What a handle. It's a great, it's a great name. You know, I saw a plumber drive by me today, and uh, I don't know, man. I laughed out loud. It was like, yeah, it was like Gary, Gary Lillard Plumbing, and I was thinking same thing. I was like, that, that's great alias, <laughs> <laughs> Gary Lillard Plumbing. <laughs> great, great, yeah, great, great, yeah, yeah, Trevino, yeah, yeah Trevino. Lee, Lee Trevino. That's like yeah, I was yeah. growing up Lou watching Trevi- golf. Yeah. Lee, Lee Trevino Lee and Lou Trevino. <laughs> exactly. Arnold Palmer. Know what it was too? Uh, Gabe Gary Player. Council was yeah. Gary Gary Player. Yeah, you're fat. I do 500 push-ups before you hit the alarm clock. Redhead bacon. No, you I like the ace. Fat. <laughs> yeah, you like um, the, who do you like? You like the I, I said, rock rock. I like. No, I was gonna say I like the A's uh, this year, and I was thinking, you know what? And you said it. They're not winning the World Series, yeah. and when it comes down to it, as I was gonna say, leading into this game today, starting this bullpen stuff. In your biggest game, I get it. I don't even mind Cam. Five, you know, seven game series. All right, listen, yeah. we're backed up. Game five, we're kind of screwed here, guys. If we start, you know, we start Kershaw here. We, you know, he's done for the series. How about we just throw the bullpen out here for this game, and then we set up our guys for game six and seven. I, 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 I don't mind it in certain circumstances, but to me, when you're saying, "Hey, it's a wild card game," and you know, I really don't have a best pitcher. And now Milwaukee, it's the same thing. It's like you've had four days to get ready for this, and you're like, well, let's just go in my bullpen because I really don't trust any of my pitchers. It's a weird way to approach it. And, and also, it puts added pressure on the bullpen. It puts added like pressure on the players in the bullpen. And also, it puts added pressure on the manager. Like a manager, you don't want to do too much thinking, Cam. It's like gambling or golf or anything. Yep. If you're thinking, it's a problem, right? If you're a manager... Isn't your life easier if you're like, here's the ball, you know, go out there, pitch five innings, six innings, and do your job. Yeah, kind of like Boone sit, last I'm, night. Yeah, I'm going to sit here and watch you with Severino. I'm going to sit here and watch you do it. Yeah. As opposed Severino. to, listen, go out there for an inning or two. Now the entire game, Council's going to be in the dugout thinking, do I take him out now? Who should I have next? You know, Cam, it's just an added, it's a lot of work. Like for the manager, think about the stress now. Of counsel, should I bring this guy in? What's the numbers against that guy? Like, you're putting a lot of stress on the other coaches now. They're going to have to know all the research to say, Craig, we can't put this guy in against him. Um, you know, Aaron Addo killed him during the year. Like, managers need to know these things. It's just a lot of added pressure for me in game one. I'm taking the Colorado Rockies, plus 152. Wow. Yeah, it's, it seems like a good price. I, I think Milwaukee wins the game. I'm going to be very timid with this game. I already have a parlay cooking with your Dodgers at the back end of it, which I which I still love, even with Ryu pitching instead of uh, Kershaw. I actually like what the Dodgers did going with him first game, and then you got Clayton the second game. I think that's fine. I think they, they'll get it done and maybe sweep Atlanta. But the one thing is, I don't like Colorado's starter, Gabe. Sensanella, he's uh, – he started off the season pretty well. He's a gas can, though. It could get it could get real flammable quick. Woodruff, the pitcher for Milwaukee, has been pretty good uh, since the All-Star break. His numbers are fantastic for Milwaukee. I just think they'll have more success than the Oakland A's did uh, with with their bullpen. It was just shocking. Like I know Fernando Rodney could screw it up, but when they got when when Voit had that triple 
uh, off of Trinan, I was like, wow, because that guy was almost unhittable during the year. His ERA was 0.72. <laughs> like, that's nuts. That's crazy. You know, that's crazy. Another thing, another thing, Cam, that, that I like the Rockies here, the fact that the Rockies, I know it's their fourth city that they're going to be in in the last four or five days or whatever. Yep. But, but I like that. I like the fact that they played. These guys have been playing desperate That's baseball. Good point. Yep, and you're right. You, you know, they're they're already in a zone. Like Milwaukee's been off. It's almost you know, it's like when a game starts, it's like oh crap, man. These guys are playing at pretty pretty quick tempo. You know, exactly. I just think the tempo and the speed of Colorado will be a little bit higher. All right, Whale Capper is going to join us next. Whale Capper coming up next. Ooh, Whale Capper. Not going to like the uh, Carolina opponent this week, the New York Giants. Can you say three and one? From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, Alexa, Google, and uh, everything else in between. A lot of stuff to get to on the program today. New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox. People are uh, pretty excited about uh, this rivalry. Uh, We're looking uh, at the tickets right now, Cam, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, later on. I think it's one of those things that, you know, you got to go. It's bucket list stuff. It Bucket is. List you know, Yan- Yankees, Red Sox, in the Bronx. Come on, man. It doesn't get in the playoffs. Regular season. Yeah, what, even regular season would yeah. be cool. But th- this is, you know, the playoffs, the intensity. Uh, it's 152 bucks for standing room. $179 for, like, you know, the, the upper, upper, upper deck. But the upper deck at Yankee Stadium is a good time because that's where all the crazies are. So uh, let's bring in uh, Whale Capper. Uh, right now, uh, Will Capper, if he was going to the Yankee game, he'd be sitting uh, next to Giuliani and uh, Christie and everybody right behind home plate. Being the Duke, the Duke grad that he is, um, Will oh, Capper man. joins us. What's up, Will Capper? Well, man, if you're going to these uh, Red Sox Yankees game, you need a good seat because they're going to be what, like five, six hours. Uh, these things are going to be a marathon. Uh, I'm excited though. I can't wait, man. This is going to be both both the uh, AL series look absolutely fantastic on paper. I hope the drama lives up to the matchups. But uh, great time of year, point, guys. Though. How you doing? It's a good point that you go to the game. You know, it's one thing to watch it on the couch, but you go you go to a Red Sox Yankee game. You know, it's going to start at what like eight twenty five or something like that. Yeah. So really, you've got to leave at seven, get there. The game might go till one thirty, two in the morning. Yeah. Like yeah, you're home at three, you know? three a.m. and then you got a morning show to do. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, the Bronx <laughs> isn't the best That's place fun. to be at three in the morning. No, no, like, no, no, no. Oh no, no, no way. No, you had <laughs> yeah, like you, you had to feel you had yeah you had to feel bad for the uh, Cubs fans who uh, you know they cut off the taps of the seventh inning and they're there for like another four hours watching that. Uh, 
sorry, sorry excuse for their only playoff game. That's the thing, well, uh, Capper. That's that. why you shouldn't cut off the taps. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, like, because you get you get called out for not being a real fan, but that's I'm not gonna lie. That's what I'm going across the street. Like I'm finding a bar across yeah, the street, true. and yeah. like I'm not like, oh, I wasn't in a building, whatever. I was there for six hours, jerk off. Now I'm not. You know what I mean? <laughs> me, me and Cam. It's a funny story. We've told it before, but Will Capper yeah. doesn't know. So, me and Cam, we had a buddy. May he rest in peace. He passed away. Great guy, but uh, he lived in Mississippi. And he lived right near Mississippi State's campus um, in Starkville. So. He invited us up, you know, and he always wanted us to go. And I'm like, man, what do I go to Mississippi for? It's kind of out of the way, bro. So finally, you know, like, we, <laughs> we, we, we called this bluff. We're like, you know what? We're coming. LSU Tigers are playing. We're coming down. Yeah. So we went and, like, we partied hard for, like, two, three days in oh. a row. Yes. We finally go to the game. But we were up all night, Whale Capper. Like, we never went to sleep. We were really partying hard. And so we get to the game. And... Um, not only was it a dry stadium, it's a dry county. So, oh, we're, no. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, imagine. I'm all <laughs> drunk and stuff. Like, we show up. Like, you know, there were people drinking in the parking lot a bit, but it wasn't. It was very family-orientated. So, we get into the stadium, and I'm like, man, I got to get a beer. So, I start walking around, and all I see is Dr. Pepper stands. <laughs> <laughs> and lemonade stands and stuff. Yeah. And I go up to the girl. I'm like, excuse me, where's, like, the beer stand? She's like, oh, God, no, there's no beer here. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and so we went all the way to Mississippi, and we left probably with about five minutes left in the second quarter, Well, Cap. Like, we got through the first quarter, <laughs> yeah. and then the debate started. Like, listen, I know we came all this way, but we can't sit here for another five hours. Like, it's not going to happen. And we ended no up way. finding we ended up finding a bar where the students oh, yeah. were hanging out. Good and bar. it turned out Good to bar. be a great time. Like we had a better time at the bar than we did at the game. And we watched like the rest of the game. Oh hell yeah. Partied with a bunch of hot co eds and uh you know it was a better time. So nothing wrong yeah. with leaving yeah. the game to find uh, to find a yeah. party. <laughs> no, absolutely absolutely right. And if you're a sad Cubs fan, you walk out of there at two in the morning, all the bars are closed, you're probably like nowhere to drive my sorrows. So, you know, it's it's uh it, it's that's a crazy story, and uh, now you know. Next time you go there, you gotta bring the airplane bottles and smuggle them in in the pants. Uh, yeah, you know, and last up, good that point. Dose that, doc, dose that doctor forever. <laughs> yeah, people were actually. I saw yeah. people in Mississippi. They were bringing like uh, baggies of booze. Like there were yeah, guys were pulling like yeah, yeah they, they tape it to their leg. Yeah, that's right. Sandwich bag of vodka tied to your sock. <laughs> I was like, man, these guys oh, it was hardcore. The that was hardcore. The one other guy, the other guy had, uh, we talked to our sex, he had liquor bottles from the airplane, too, and he had, like, lots of hiding spots. You, you got that, but the best was the Ziplocs full of booze. Like, you can't beat that. Oh, man. That, <laughs> that's yeah. commitment. You know, though, I was, uh, I, was, I, was at the, I was in the building when the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup in 1994. And, um, was it 1993, excuse me, 1993. Yeah. And um, so I was in the building. I knew they were going to win. They were, it was like 4-1 or something, you know, in the third period. And I thought ahead. This is like a true drinker. I thought ahead, and I knew. And Montreal's pretty lax, right? Like, they cut the booze off of Montreal with, like, 10 minutes left in the game only. Like, they're, they do it a little later. So, but I still knew they were going to cut it off. And I also knew the Canadians were going to win a cup, and there was going to be a big celebration. And I didn't want to be dry for the celebration. So, I actually bought 12 beers. I actually oh, bought... Smart. Like three trays and had 12 beers 
So while everybody was, like, dying and, like, oh, I need a beer, like, during the last 10 minutes of the game, I had three full trays of four beers each on the trays. I enjoyed the, um, you know, the celebration after. Like, I think I was, like, the only guy in the arena drinking beer besides the players. It was awesome. <laughs> like, like, I really I really thought ahead that night. And then, of course, after, I sold beer to the rioters. Uh, yes. But, you know, of I could go on and know, on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Buy yeah, like, so you know, high. I love that. I love well, it. you'll love this. You'll love this, Will Capper. So, yeah, the Canadians win the cup. I party in the arena. I, I also was a scalper in those days, so I sold tickets before the game. I went out onto the street. <laughs> I went out onto the street, and I lived right near the, the arena. So I knew all the corner stores. I knew everything. And, you know, it might have been, like, past where you could legally sell booze, but I knew that I could get it at a few stores. So everyone's celebrating, and I just went for myself. I just went and bought a six-pack. And, you know, people are, like, riding in the street and celebrating, and I've got a six-pack, and I'm just sort of standing there minding my own business, and some guy comes up and says, I'll buy a, I'll buy a beer off you for $5. And I was like, man, in those days, too, I paid, like, six bucks yeah. for the six-pack. So I was like, yeah, sure, all right. <laughs> and I went, I went, I bought another six-pack. Then it happened again. Where, can I buy a couple of beers? <laughs> then, the, then the light bulb went off. I was like, you know what? Let's do this. And I started selling two for five in 1993. Two beers, five bucks. And I started out with a six-pack. By the end of it, I had, like, 13 cases in front of me. I made, like, $2,000 in, like, you know, an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I was on the local news because the cops smashed my beer up. They came up to me, and they're like, they're like yeah, I was in bottles. They came up, they're like, stores closed, Cam. He knocked all over all my cases. And the best part is, like, there was a part of reflection in the city after because uh, Montrealers, like, destroyed the city. And um, in, the, in the newspaper, they were like, you know, for shame. You know, there's no reason to, like, vandalize and rob and all this stuff. And then in, in the editorial in the paper, it said one guy... One guy went so low as to fuel the uh, fuel the uh, the flames of the rioters by selling them alcohol in the middle. Like the editorial is like was discussing. I saw, you. yeah, I saw one guy actually fueling the rioters by selling them booze. I was like, yeah, that's me. Opportunity like knocked, man. You yeah, got to be exactly. ready. That's a good entrepreneurial move, if you ask me. That's a great move. If you only knew, great, you man. The ice and the cooler and everything. You could have like a, uh, like, yeah, like you are the store, man. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. No, it was very, uh, very, very it savvy. Was very, it was very organic. It happened organically. <laughs> um, oh, okay, Will Capper. Good stuff. So tonight, uh, any, first off, any, any, um, any interest or thoughts on the baseball games? We've got a baseball game at 5 Eastern and we got another oh, one tonight. Man. Any thoughts on this stuff? I, I got a couple futures I'm riding out. Uh, bought low on the Astros midseason when it was looking like they were not going to be uh, living up to expectations. Uh, so I'm just kind of riding that out. Uh, tonight, uh, I could make a case for, for the underdogs uh, and especially the, uh, especially the Braves. Uh, I'm not, not a huge uh, fan of, uh, of who the Dodgers are trotting out there to pitch tonight. And, and uh, you know, I think the, the Braves are a live dog in the NL in general. Um, so that's, that's maybe my only leans, but, uh, I'll be watching and, uh, pulling for the Astros to come home with the world series again this year. An Astros future for whale capper. Okay. Ooh. So we've got, uh, we've got a football game tonight as well. And hard to believe whale capper. I really don't have a big opinion on this. And normally, you know, how big my mouth is. And on this, I really don't <laughs> like, it's a tough game. 
the injuries, the T.Y. Hilton injury throws me off a little bit. And I'm not going to lie. You know how we all have one team? Or maybe, unfortunately, there's more teams than one. But you know, like, there's teams that you can't pick a win in? Like, I'm serious. Yeah, you just can't get on the right side of them. Yes. I cannot pick a winner in a Patriots game, guys. Like, yeah, I was on the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Big deal. Like, what? That's like, you know, one side of the last 20? Like, if I bet on them, they don't show up. If If I bet against them, they look like they did last week. I cannot pick a winner in a Patriot game. And I'm not just saying this for, like, you know, radio angle. Like, I don't even want to bet it type thing. Like, I, I, I've, I've been hurt too many times. Like, I'm, like, me and Cam talk about it. I'm more disciplined, Cam. I know. I, I, know, I don't have a strong opinion on this. I put the Patriots in a seven-point teaser for recreational purposes only. Um, what do you think, Will Capper, of this game? That's, that's a fine look. I'm fine with that. Uh, the, um, and, you know, everybody's got those teams you know, one or two a year, and you just cannot get on the right side of them, and you get t- sick and tired of getting beat by them, so you flip and you back them, and then they let down, and you don't, you, you look yep. at it at the end of the season, and you're like, wow, boy, did I buy high on a team that I should have been, you know, ready to fade, so it's, it happens every single year, and you just got to eventually just stay away from those games, I think. Um, this game is a really tough handicap because of how many injuries you have on Indianapolis side of things. Um, at total full strength on a Sunday here, you probably have a pretty good game uh, and you have a live dog in the Indianapolis Colts against an overrated Patriots team. Uh, But on a short week, rookie head coach uh, hasn't gone through the experience of what it takes to be prepared for a Thursday night football game where you got to have your game plan ahead uh, done for your opponent a week early. You already got to have, you have to have uh, the wrinkles in your game plan already installed to be able to employ them uh, the following week because you have such a short turnaround. Uh, I would not expect the Colts to look particularly, um, you know, efficient uh, or, uh, or or live as far as the dog goes in this one. Uh, and then you add to that that, like, they're the walking wounded right now. They're yeah. no – we're not expecting to see T.Y. Hilton, uh, Jack Doyle, who's emerging as a threat uh, and has some chemistry with Luck, uh, is going to be out. Marlon Mack, their only kind of meaningful piece in the running back's position is going to be out uh they're they sustained a cluster injury a tackle um which gives the patriots more of a hope of generating a pass rush um and you know it's it's on defense they have had a couple of guys who have surprised and played particularly well and they look banged up so there's really no reason to get involved backing the dog tonight in my opinion um and uh even though andrew luck showed last week that he is kind of finally returned to game form uh, and I would just say maybe keep an eye on what they open the number at for Indianapolis next week because Indianapolis turns around uh, after a ten, 10 days off. They get healthy. They're probably going to get some of these uh, weapons back on offense, and then they head to the Meadowlands to play the Jets. And if you look at the look-aheads right now at the Westgate, uh, we're expecting to see Jets minus one. Uh, that looks like wrong team favored to me. Uh, so I'm going to probably pound Indianapolis as soon as we see a line open up on that one. And, you know, so basically I'm hoping for New England to just lay the wood uh, tonight and kind of make everyone think that the Colts are a garbage team uh, so that that number is as valuable as possible next week. Yeah, professional gambler (laughs) thinking. He's scouting this game, waiting, wanting the Colts to get tattooed. A great point that you raise. If this is Sunday afternoon, that 10, 10 and a half is a lot more attractive. And obviously yep. with the injuries, it sort of changed everything. But great point, Well, Capper and Cam, but that Thursday, you know, the road teams, it's just tough. It's just a it's tough spot tough. to be in. 
especially after, look, they went to overtime, an emotional game. They came back. They fell short. Uh, yeah, tough spot going into Foxborough camp on, on short rest like this. It is, it is, Gabe, but the line's gone. It's gone up to 11, and people are the, the Patriots are taking money right now. I'm just saying, yeah, on, on Sunday, I think the Colts would be a more attractive dog. I'm just thinking, even with New England's performance against Miami, I'm not, I, I think the Colts, we can find something with 11 points in this game. I think that New England probably wins by between 7 and 10 points. I'm going low, low on it, too. Yeah, that, I, What's your teaser, us a lot. What? What's uh, your teaser? Two. Oh, Indianapolis plus 18 over 42 and a half. Cavs been killing the teaser. I would go. I'm going to go oppo on those two. I think that the sharp side in this is probably the under. Uh, and I, I, you know, it's, you know, it, it, you you really, really got to be careful betting unders in today's NFL. Like yep. what's happening with these teams scoring points is just crazy. Yep. Uh, yep. And you know, I know there's there's points there like there's a couple of free points on that under if you want it but it's you know it takes balls right you know you really got to have a, a strong angle to back an under nowadays and i don't know that i see enough of an angle to get involved in the total especially because you know we've seen some uh you know we've seen some scoring explosions from legit teams on thursday night already this year with uh you know baltimore and cincinnati cincinnati scored well over 50 last week you had what 69 points uh, total in that game like you know that the teams you know teams coming in on these short weeks are, are putting up pretty spectacular offensive performances so it's uh it's a dicey one but uh if i was going to tease this i'd probably go uh pats under on the tease and uh look for the pats win like i don't know 31 7 or something i don't know i've been talking about this a lot recently that 400 is the new 300 and not to take anything away from the homes and these quarterbacks that are throwing for 400 yards but I don't know if you throw if you throw the football fifty two times in a game, you better throw for four hundred <laughs> yards. And and let's just look. Listen to this, guys. Listen to the numbers. Quarterbacks have passed for four hundred or more yards in a game this year twelve times this year, twelve times. Only four weeks in, Kirk Cousins at Minnesota Vikings has done it twice. Ryan Fitzpatrick has done it three times. At this point of the season, last year it happened once. Last year in the entire wow. year in the National Football League. And this is courtesy of the New York Times, so I'm not just making this stuff up. At this point last season, it happened once. And by the end of the season, it happened only eight times. So last year, oh it happened eight times. Eight times. Uh, get this. Jared Goff for the L.A. Rams. Um, pretty crazy. He's the first guy to throw for more than 400 on a Thursday, actually. Uh, but listen to this. The league is averaging 256 uh, passing yards per game. Last season, it was 224. 30 yards fewer. Ten years ago, it was 211. 20 years ago, it was 205. Quarterbacks have thrown for five or more touchdowns uh, four times uh, this year. Last year, only Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson did it. Last year, two times only, a quarterback threw five times. This year, it's already happened five times. Uh, it's crazy. All right, hang in here, Will Cap. Will Cap. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll dive in. We'll start capping some of these football games. Game time decisions, Red Eat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got the Colorado Rockies, Milwaukee Brewers going off the board in about 20 minutes. I'm on the Colorado Rockies, plus 152. Game time decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. from the sports brokers will join us a little bit later on we'll talk some dfs we got baseball we'll have a little in-game baseball to break down uh we'll talk nhl hockey we've got nhl picks i went to the sports book already earlier in the day i'm holding in my hand a couple of tickets gambler. screw themselves over a huge parlay they cost me last night good work guys they actually out you know what the best is too that's the problem with hockey and you talked about it we'll get to the football but they outshot them game i think it was like 35 to 13 and lost that's what happens. Jones sucked, and uh, Gibson guitars, he stood on his head. Like, Gibson was un- unbelievable, saved, like, three breakaways for the Ducks, and that's what you get. You get a hot tender. It doesn't matter if you got the right side. Anyway. S.J. Sharky, Sharky screwed us. Yeah, screw you, S.J. Sharky. S.J. Sharky, come on, man. <laughs> I know. S.J. Sharky. <laughs> so, you know, you know. I knew it wasn't going well when the Leafs needed overtime. I was like, this I know. Is I was I hey, good call on Vancouver. Bad. You had a good vibe with Vancouver. Stick to the vibes, man. That's like, they were a nice, juicy yeah, yeah, hold-up. I know. I know. Their, their I know. young players are good. There's They're a good. couple of crappy teams in the NHL that might show up tonight, but we'll get to that after. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's continue the conversation yes. with Whale Capper. Uh, Whale Capper, before I throw, uh, uh, first off, uh, Carolina's back in action this week, and I'm liking their opponent this week, Whale Capper, although I don't want to talk too much smack because you never know in the NFL, but... New York Giants don't look like a good football team. They certainly don't. This has got me worried. Uh, Good, good, good opportunity for your Carolina Panthers coming off the bye, taking on a team that they should put away with ease. Uh, Cam Newton takes care of business, doesn't he, Will Capper, against, like, the inferior teams. He does. does. I've noticed that. Like, he doesn't cover on the road in division tilts, but against bad teams at home, the Panthers generally cover. Like, do you think the Panthers – never mind our our, our bet and stuff – but do you think the Panthers are even a play? I'm like, normally, I'm like, I'm not laying seven. I sort of like, I usually ignore games when it's seven Six points. Now. But they probably do just sort of beat them up, don't they, Capper? I they do. I the things that I, and I have these guys circled because I you know I studied them on their bye week. I was trying to figure out like, okay, how did I you know how did I misread this team? What is going on? And I actually I owe Norv Turner an apology. He is really doing some pretty sophisticated things with this offense that is very, very un-North Turnery. Uh, he definitely kind of used his time away from the league to kind of refine his approach. He's caught, you know, he's, in, he's incorporating some scheme elements and some formational stuff that we did not see whatsoever in his last stop in Minnesota. Uh, he is, you know, he's challenging the paradigm a little bit, and it's working so far in terms of, um, you know, some pretty impressive, uh, you know, performances that we've seen out of this offense. They could have picked their number against Dallas. Uh, they should have won against Atlanta week two, uh, and then they were damn impressive against Cincinnati week three. So it, it, I'm, I'm very concerned. Uh, I had Carolina circled here 
uh, when they opened this up, I was like, that should be a touchdown. It was like six or six and a half or something. Uh, but uh, I ended up backing off for a couple reasons. I don't love playing um, teams off a of bye at home. Uh, there's a lot, you know, especially early in the season, for whatever reason, sometimes the bye week can kind of cool you off a little bit if things are starting yeah. to click, if you're starting to find your identity. Uh, and then they, you know, they send you off for a week and you're, you know, you're away from the facility and you're kind of not thinking about football and they bring you back. You know, a lot of times that can disrupt the flow a little Get bit. a little soft. Uh, you're right. If you go on have, the road. Yeah. Yeah, you go right. on the road. It's almost like, all right, we got to wake up. It's like a Great cold point. shower. We're, go, we're yes. going on the road. We're on exactly. the airplane. It's like. You're right. When you you've done nothing for the last twelve days, you don't want to be at to home. get a little soft, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And so, I, and actually, like I skipped the Panthers, even though I have an edge on that line uh, on that game at the current line, and I backed the the Redskins, who are the other team coming off a of bye. They're going to be on the road Monday Night Football uh, yep. against the Saints. They match up well, so you know it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. But early in the season, you know, it's, it's a skip for me if you're if you're a team at home coming off your bye. I like that Redskin pick, Cam. I'm, I like to do all on Monday night. I'm all over the Redskins. I've already bet it too, Gabe, but uh, six and a half, I got it to seven. And uh, I was going to ask Will Capper and you about this other game. I can't believe what I'm seeing. We talked uh, yesterday, Gabe, to Gamble about this game, and I'm seeing Buffalo. I clicked them at four. That line has gone from Tennessee minus three and a half to five on some sites, and I'm on Buffalo, Will Capper. I know Tennessee's been playing well, but Ooh. wow. I, I, I like Buffalo. I'm, I'm really mad at myself because – I thought that line would stay stationary. I can't believe it. It's moved one and a half in, in, in under a day. What do you think about uh, Tennessee minus five Buffalo. at Buffalo? I like Buffalo I think at Buffalo. three and a half. <laughs> I think Buffalo's the spot as well, Will Capper. What do you think? Okay, so I, uh, I was ahead of the line move on this one on Tennessee. Uh, I don't think I'm influencing the market whatsoever. I think somebody else out there is betting some big money on Tennessee. But, uh, the you know, there's I, – I agree that, like uh, – at at at, uh, at a certain level, this is a good spot for Buffalo finally getting home after two weeks on the road uh, against out of conference opponents. Now you're playing someone from the AFC. You've played these guys, you know, decent, you know, decent amount over the years. Like you're familiar with the team, uh, and uh, it's Tennessee coming off of an overtime win where they played effectively five quarters, uh, and they got a win against the world champ Eagles. So it's like, you know, if there's going to be a letdown from Tennessee, it's going to be this week. And I can, you know, the the narrative is there. Uh, for yeah. a frisky buff- Buffalo team at home to, it's a good way uh, of to it. keep the it inside the number. Is the substance there? Yeah, let's talk about what's not there. Uh, the, uh, the Tennessee offense uh, is steadily improving. And this isn't just like Mariota's getting healthy and now they're as good as they were last year. I think this has more, it's more of a structural deal. Like the, um, they brought in a new offensive coordinator, a guy named Matt Lafleur. May or may not yeah. have heard of him. He's the yeah, he was the quarterback guy for the Rams yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a McVay guy. He is a sharp dude. He is running you know top level, sophisticated uh, formations and and packages out there. Uh, and he is starting to kind of figure it out as far as sequencing his play calls and how you know how to keep uh, keep drives alive. And I would expect that their rise continues. Like this is a nice spot to kind of uh, continue to show, you know, what your offense has and what your weapons, you know, what, what you have in terms of your weapons. Uh, I like the emergence of Taylor and, and Corey Davis uh, in the receiving core for Tennessee. Uh, finally, you know, kind of stepping in and filling the void for Marcus Mariota's uh, binky is gone and Delaney Walker, he's hurt. Uh, but uh, these younger, younger receivers are finally stepping up. 
Uh, Dion Lewis and Henry make for a lovely uh, pair out of the backfield. So it's it's the pieces are there and uh, and the offense is coming around. And so just offense versus offense here. Uh, you know what Buffalo has done through four weeks is like historically bad. It's it's like almost impossibly bad. Like uh, if you look at their most of their plays, they're running out of eleven personnel. And uh, they are succeeding out of these plays to the tune of 29%. Uh, that is two and a half standard deviations below the league average. That means they are performing offensively at the first percentile. Like this is like all-time historically bad performance. And as in today's NFL, be, yeah. that's not as bad as you could be. And, you know, as you, can, you can probably make a case for the Bills down the road where, you know, they start to improve a little bit in terms of approach and maybe they get some pieces back and healthier and, you know, maybe Josh Allen starts to figure things out a little bit. Uh, but to me, at least, this, are, this, this part of the season, this is an easy fade on Buffalo still, uh, you know, and, and until they kind of prove it. And I wouldn't say that the upset against the Vikings was necessarily a proven spot for the Bills. I think that was just like a calamity game where everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Vikings. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to need to see Buffalo do more uh, in terms of sustained offense before I'm willing to get, get behind them and, and put, my, uh, put my wagering on, on, that side of the, on that side of the field. Wow, that that was that pretty sounded, deflating, Kev. That, that was it, pretty it was deflating, deflating, wasn't it? It, it, it? it was, and that sounded like a guy who went to Duke. He used a lot of big words and uh, some, some great language <laughs> yeah. there. I would say, you I'm know, sorry, Will Capper. I, I I'm on Buffalo. I would I, feel, I would I feel stupid it. getting it at four now. <laughs> I was gonna say too uh, when when nice when he said, "Wow, you know the, the the win against Minnesota really," and I was thinking, "Wow, the next buzzword would definitely be." Outlier. <laughs> that was yes, an outlier. Yes, yes, it was yes, an outlier yes, win, yes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It's one of those. I, I do think so. Yeah. yeah, I do think so. And you know, I'll, I'll give I'll give the Bills credit. I'll give the Bills credit in terms of their defense. Like their defense holding the Packers to twenty two last week was pretty impressive. I gotta say, it was. Uh, yeah, like yeah. they're not bad. Like their their defense yes, is not. But it's bad, tough but when your like, offense is going three and out. All it, that's yeah. the problem. Uh, yes, exactly. And uh, and speaking of. Defenses that aren't bad. The Tennessee Titans have, you know, they got some horses. Yes. Uh, they uh, they got a talented unit all, all across the board. And you know, I mean, I I guess where I sit now, Tennessee is lucky to be three and one. Uh, you know, yeah. they had some bad injuries that could have gotten them off to a to a rough start. Uh, but lo and behold, they got wins against Houston, Jacksonville, and Philadelphia. Uh, that's you know that means something, and if you know we we if we look back in December and we're like, wow, how did we not see this coming? Tennessee might be like you know, I don't know, ten and four, ten and ten and two, something like that. Like they you know they're going to get to double digit wins here, uh, and they're going to be a player in the AFC in my opinion. Cam, well, Will Capper, you throw at him. Yeah, I want to throw. I want to throw another game at Will Capper. I hope we're on the same side. So I we're we're both on Washington. You're on Tennessee. I'm on Buffalo, but. I also see kind of a short price in people smashing Green Bay this week. I, I, I really like Detroit at plus one. I think I know the line is very, very low. I like what they did against the Patriots that night in Green Bay. We saw the game against Washington. Rodgers is still beat down, and you said it. They're at home, and they only scored 22 against Buffalo, so their offense is totally not clicking. What do you think about uh, Detroit in this spot? I actually really like the Lions getting a point. Uh, what's your take on this game, Will Capper? 
I thought real hard about the Lions as well. I ended up taking the over in this one, which to me is a basically backing the Lions. I mean, you're ba- you know, if if the Lions get into the mid twenties, this game's going over fifty one. Uh, and so, you know, I think we're on effectively on the same side here. Uh, but uh, I lost on the Detroit money line last week with the last second field goal for Dallas. Uh, that was pretty much that was a bummer. Uh, Detroit did not. Um, you know, they had a little bit of maybe hangover after their Patriots win with uh, the way they executed in the first half. I thought they could have, should have been up at halftime, down 13-10, which kind of, you know, gave Dallas all the, you know, all the room they needed to kind of stay in that game. Uh, but uh, Dallas, I, you know, Detroit, I think, is a reasonably strong team. Uh, the week one result against the Jets, I think you pretty much throw that out. That's another great outlier. Like that, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. calamity game. Everything that could go yeah. wrong went wrong for Detroit that day. I don't think that's indicative of the type of team they are. I don't think that's indicative of the type of team the Jets are either. By the way, like uh, I don't think that's you know, a good point. Take much from that game. Uh, that was their Buffalo so, Minnesota game. To be honest, that sure like, the was. Jets, the Jets exactly, have yeah. looked pretty terrible. That was their. That was. It just happened to be on national TV that game. Exactly, exactly, and uh, and so then the rest of the resume is actually pretty decent. Uh, you had some some road games where where excuse me where Detroit was competitive against San Francisco and Dallas, and then you had a home game where they beat the Patriots. So it's uh, I think Detroit's a, is a reasonably strong team, and uh, Green Bay has holes. Uh, they weren't partic- you know they I I think Aaron Rodgers is fine. I don't think that his knee injury is limiting him to any longer at this point in the season. He was kind of getting ready. You know, he had some wheels. He had some some runs last week that were pretty impressive. Uh, so I don't think his knee injury is really bugging him. Um, they have some injuries on defense uh, for Green Bay that are concerning, especially in their their secondary, uh, and yeah. uh, that doesn't match up well against a team like Detroit, who has not only um, you know they have they have wide receivers for days. Like they can throw four wide receivers out there and really hurt you. Uh, Stafford can chuck it. Uh, the offensive line is playing pretty well for Detroit. So uh, all around, I, I support your, uh, your look there on Detroit as a live dog here. And um, you know, it's, it's interesting that what would normally be like a public pile on uh, for green Bay is not turning out to be it's in, in fact, the line's kind of coming back down to a pick them, I think. Uh, and uh, wouldn't be surprised if Detroit ends up closing a small favorite here. I see where you guys are going with that, and you're selling me. Yeah. I like uh, I like what you guys are, are talking about. All right, well, Capper, we always appreciate your time. So before we get you out of here, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Atlanta Falcons, it's amazing, man. The, the, the Falcons probably deserve better to be one and three. But yeah. like Bill Parcells says, you are what your record says you are. And you get the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are one, two, and one right now. So the loser of this game, I don't know. I don't know if it's overly dramatic to say that their season is pretty much done. Uh, maybe Pittsburgh has a better chance because of the division that they're in, but I don't see Baltimore letting up anytime soon. Uh, Baltimore eighteen and two straight up the last twenty times they played uh, Cleveland. They're nine and one the last ten trips to Cleveland. What do you make of Pittsburgh Atlanta? Yeah. Is it is it just sort of a total game? Or you you know is the total too high? Or no, you smash the over. Is a desperate Pittsburgh team to play? We only got a couple of minutes left here, but it's an interesting football game. Sure, so sure, is that sure. Viking, so is that Viking Eagle game too. Which, which is like, can yeah, the Vikings get back on track, right? 
Yeah, it's going to be a good week of football. Vikings, I like the Vikings on the money line in that Eagles game. I don't have a super nuanced take on that other than they got a little extra rest, and I like the way that they match up against an Eagles defense that I think is overrated. Uh, and uh, they kind of clicked. They figured it out against the Rams. That passing attack is frisky as hell, and uh, I think they're going to put up points on the Eagles and uh, our live dogs to win that game. Uh, I ended up backing the Steelers in this spot. Uh, I, I think the writing is on the wall that the season is over effectively for the Falcons. Uh, and it is crazy that it's week five and we're talking about pretty much an elimination game here uh, between two teams that I think a lot of people kind of expected had Super Bowl aspirations. Uh, and sure enough, here week five, one of these teams is going home with one win and either three and one or four losses and effectively done. Um, I think Pittsburgh has just enough defense <laughs> to win this and cover Uh <laughs> Boy, the whole field makes a difference, doesn't it? it? The whole, it, that's the whole it field does. makes a difference. That's the thing. Ab- ab- absolutely it does. And, you know, uh, Atlanta's been home three straight weeks. They're finally back out on the road. Uh, on the grass, this team is not as fast. They're not as efficient on offense. It slows them down just enough uh, to the tune of, uh, you know, Pittsburgh can, you know, presumably cover a little bit better than what we saw last three weeks with teams trying to cover this Falcons team. Uh, and uh, it's, you know, Pittsburgh's physical. They're going to hit them hard. Uh, they're going to make them hurt. And, uh, you know, the, maybe they can't cover well, but they're at least going to make them think twice about running some of these, you know, wide-open flies over the middle and stuff like that. So it's, it's, a, it's a game that I think the Pittsburgh defense, you know, looks a little bit more respectable than the Atlanta defense. The Atlanta defense, not only without their two best players and passing coverage and Deion Jones and Keanu Neal being done, uh, but uh, now without Grady Jarrett as well. Uh, I think Pittsburgh gets up early in this game. Uh, like we've seen them get up early in some of the other games this season, but they hold on because without Grady Jarrett, I don't see uh, Atlanta getting off the field in the second half, and I think the Pittsburgh can be able to run it down their throat, kill the clock, and uh, put away this game in the second half. And that's some great insight uh, from yep. Whale Capper. Um, Whale Capper, you can you can check him out over at sportsbookreview.com. You can follow him on Twitter, Whale underscore Capper uh, at Twitter, and uh, he's real nice. He just posts everything that he plays, and he, he'll uh, interact with you on his uh, on his Twitter page. So it's a whale underscore capper. Some great insight. Uh, you're one of my favorite guests, Whale Capper. Always look forward to uh, to you joining us. Really made me think, and you're very convincing. I got to tell you, like yes, it's like, yeah, it's like, like Whale Capper. If you like, sell yeah. anything, I'm buying it. Like you know what I mean? You should get a sales game <laughs> on the side because I'm your guy. <laughs> I can I, I, I can uh, I can spin oh you should see me uh, selling beer beers on the corner after a championship man I can uh, <laughs> <laughs> with your business acumen and my street savvy we're going to yes. you, Capper. exactly that's a tough parlay there oh right, thank you thank you take care guys Good luck this weekend Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions. 
Level two has begun. I am Gabriel Morenci alongside the Ranger Reddick, Cam Stewart. Colorado Rockies, Milwaukee Brewers set to begin. We'll keep our eye on this. I got to get a stream going here. Yes. I see FanDuel just fired off a tweet. Tom Brady has thrown touchdowns to an NFL record. 70 different receivers in his career. Rob Gronkowski, Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Dion Branch, Julian Edelman. Let's see if we remember every one of these guys. All right, Cam? Yep. It's a lot of them. <laughs> sure is. But, okay. So uh, Rob Gronkowski, obviously. Yep. Yep. Randy Moss, Hall of Famer. For all day, yep. Wes Welker, a big partier. Sure. Yeah, Wes uh, Welker. Dion Hall. Branch. Remember Dion Branch? Dion Branch. Kinda, he was a, he was the Super Bowl MVP actually in one of those Super Bowls. Correct. Remember he had two touchdown catches, but the next year Belichick will do that, man. Malcolm Butler was a badass for him, and he threw Butler yep. under the bus. They threw Dion Branch under the bus pretty quickly, like a year. They were like, yeah, that's the thing with Belichick. He's cold. He's like, dude, yeah, you were the MVP of the Super Bowl, but you're not that good. You know what I mean? You're sort of like you got lucky that you were just there, right? You're with, you're with Tom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Dion Branch, Julian Edelman, Aaron Hernandez. Oh boy. Yeah. Crazy. Ben Watson. All right, remember Ben Watson. Yep. Tight good great tight end. Yep. Uh David Patton. Remember David I Patton. I love David. Yeah, David Patton, former Brown. Uh Troy Brown. Look Troy Brown, yes. Remember Troy Brown, yeah. Speedster. Uh J- James White, of course, James White. Yep, James White. Christian uh, Fourier. Remember Christian Fourier. Christian Fourier, uh, first-round draft pick of the Seattle Seahawks from the University of Colorado. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, (laughs) remember I was on the college guy. Remember I was on the Patriots pregame show. That's right. For some reason, it it was one of the weirdest hits I've ever done. And the fact they kept me for the entire year—it's just—it was the wild. It was the most bizarre (laughs) thing ever. Did they know you, your hatred for the team, or no? You just kind of—you tell them you're a Bills yes. fan. Yes, yeah, I broke down a couple of times. I said, you know, guys, I'm kind of surprised you have me here. Like I said, I really don't like you. Like, like I was like, but they used to laugh. They thought it was funny, right? Like they would it's laugh awesome. and like they were like, well, you don't like us because you're a Buffalo Bill fan. We understand. Yeah, exactly. They would they would just sort of take a shot at the Bills and no, but it was the strangest thing ever. Like, yeah, I used to be on with this guy in Boston and. Then he's like, can you come on Sundays? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I never in a million years realized, Cam, so I'm on hold. And it's like, you're listening to the New England Patriots pregame show. Kickoff in eight minutes. Let's send it back to Christian Fourier and, and, and uh, you know, um, Ted Johnson. It was like all these awesome. former Pat players and yeah. stuff. And it was the weirdest thing. On the Patriots official show, they would have best bets. They'd be like, all right, let's bring on Morency right now for the best bet since 12 That's so cool. That's so cool. And I was like, yeah. I was like, hey, guys, other you know, I'm taking do this. Stuff. No, it was nuts. Crap. I couldn't believe it. And I was That's thinking, amazing. I was thinking, this isn't going to last. Like, someone's going to say, what the hell was that? Like, yeah. how did you have this guy? Like, dude, I'd give picks and then to be like, all right, let's send it over to Bob Newsmeyer with Tom Brady in the tunnel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Morency's picks. Not only am I not in Boston, I hate the Patriots, and I'm on their pregame show. It was the funniest thing ever, man. Tell us one all, thing. I, I was on all year. I was on all year. Like, they didn't bounce me. Like, yeah, they liked me. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. So, for you to be on a Patriots show, it must have been pretty entertaining because they're like, who's this turkey from uh, who's a Bills fan here? 
You know what I mean? So, yeah, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't paying me either. I should know. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I, I did some hits. Yeah, that's a good point. You weren't on payroll as long as they look and say, "Yeah, no invoice." Exactly. Keep them on. I like this brassy yeah. guy. Who's this? Who's this idiot? Oh, he's not getting <laughs> paid. All right, no problem. He's not right. costing us anything. Oh, bring him back. <laughs> well, we don't pay gas, so I was like, I can't charge these yeah. guys. No, but you know what's funny? The guy, um, I'm not on anymore, and it's not. You know, the reason was. The guy that was the host of the show, he's the guy that's uh, he moved to um, he moved to Florida. That's the ESPN Florida I do now. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah, so now now I'm on the um, I'm on the official home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm on like uh, it's like they're they're pro Bucks and pro Florida State. It's like a Florida State and uh, and Tampa type of. Uh, <laughs> that's deal. cool. That's awesome. Like if oh, yeah, man. they, That's yeah, great. if you rip Florida State, it pisses people off there. Like yeah. I don't. Oh yeah. Like I, I'm not dumb enough to do that. Like I'm not going to yeah, go on there. Like, and you just brought up the point. It's different. So you can crack some jokes in an NFL yeah. market about the Patriots stuff. Exactly. The minute you rip a college team, like you're done. Like no, yeah. yeah no, I did no, the no, same no, thing. No. You've got to be very careful and tiptoe around that. If like, even if you're like the voice of the Akron, Zips, I pick against them. Bad, it, yeah, it's yeah. I pick you're against not them. them. And, uh, I've talked about Willie Taggart and hey, they're struggling, yeah. but yeah, there's no like cheap shot null jokes or anything yeah, like that. Because exactly. I know, like, <laughs> I'm just gonna piss off 80 percent of the people listening to the network. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. what's the point? Like, you know, like they know they suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't need to tell them. Um, all right, so other guys here. All right, there's one guy because I'm reading the names. I'm reading the names like on a blackboard. Like the way they did it was like Homer, like Bart yeah. Simpson writing the names on a blackboard. <laughs> Yeah, I will not exit oh, his it's, house. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's Daniel Graham. I couldn't read it properly. It's Daniel oh, yeah. Graham. Daniel okay. Graham, yep. I remember him. David Givens. He was good, David Givens. Yeah, actually, David Givens was good. A lot of those Little guys. Little guy. He was good. Yeah. yeah, very quick. Chris Hogan. So, Chris Hogan. The Hulkster, yep. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Falk. Uh-huh. LSU. Danny Amendola. For sure. Wow, this is, this is interesting. We were just talking about this guy. Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Yeah, I, must I have been one of those Vrabel. special he, sets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Brought the Vrabel. He, he, had, he had good yeah. hands. I remember that. Shane Vereen. Shane Brandon Vereen, yep. Cooks. Brandon LaFell. Uh, yep. Jabbar Gaffney. Oh, Martellus Bennett. Tim Wright. Danny Woodhead. Dion Lewis. Dante Stallworth. Apron uh, Dobson. I remember him. Yep. Um, Stall- Stallworth was good for a while. He was a good player. Caldwell. Rasheed Caldwell. Caldwell, yep. Yeah, yeah, he was on the job. I, I know every guy so far. Like, we're older yeah, guys. We know all these guys. Beth, Bethel Johnson, yes. Brandon Lloyd, yes. Yo, yes, Brandon Lloyd. Illinois. Malcolm Mitchell, yes. Mm-hmm. Kembrell Tompkins. Yep, Tompkins. I remember Tompkins, too. I remember Tompkins, but I don't remember the first name. Scott Chandler. Antoine Smith. Remember Antoine Smith was the oh, running yeah, back. Antoine the, Smith. Yeah, he went over right. there. Um, Chad Jackson. See that one? Not Chad Johnson. Kinda, no, but Chad yeah, Jackson. Chad Jackson. I, don't Jackson. Like, I, I, can't, I can't say that one really rings a bell, though. No. The other ones I've all heard of. Doug Gabriel. Doug Gabriel, yes. Rex Burkhead. Oh, yeah, good old Rex. Jer- yeah. Jermaine Wiggins, yep. Sam Aiken, yep. Brandon mm-hmm. Bolden, yep. Yes. Brandon Tate, yep. This one, I, I'm not recalling this guy's name. Chris Baker. 
Chris Baker is he receiver? Receiver? Chris Baker. Do you go to Washington State? Did he go to Washington State? I'm trying to. I think he's a big, big tall kid. I remember. I think Chris Baker. Chris I remember the name, but like I can't say. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that year. There's you only know what so I mean? many things we can remember in our mind here. Chris well, Baker. we're being honest here. This is the first yeah. one out of like forty that we don't know, and I know it. It's just like, uh, oh yeah, Darnold Hayes. I remember him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember Tim Dwight. Tim, like Dwight. Tim Dwight. Tim Dwight from Pretty Iowa for a white guy. L- L- yeah, 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 fast guy. Little white Iowa. guy. He used to he used to return kicks too. Tim Dwight yeah. was actually a really good player. Oh, I remember Mark Edwards, the running back. Yes. I remember him. Mark Edwards. Mark Edwards. Yeah, he was good. Uh, LaShawn Martin. I don't recall that one. Chris Baker. I'm looking at Chris Baker right now. He went to Michigan State. He did, huh? Yeah. What year was he there? What year, Michigan? What year was he in the Patriots? He's. Uh, what year was he at Michigan State? Uh. He was at Michigan State up until 2002. He was a 2002 third-round draft pick of the New England Patriots, 88th pick overall. Michigan really, State. Yeah. He, pl- he played for the Jets in 2002 to 2008. Patriots only one year, 2009, and the Seattle Seahawks in 2010. Chris Baker, don't even remember that. And I'm a Seahawk fan. I don't even remember this guy. Um, He's been on special teams. He must have not been very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, drafted by the Jets in the third round. Wow, that's crazy. Chris Baker, yeah, I don't know him too well. What was the guy's name? I remember, like, I'm, I'm having a hard time reading it on the blackboard here. What was his name? Was it Algie Crumpler? Yeah, Algie. Yeah, remember, yeah remember, Algie Crumpler. Algie, yeah, I Algie used to Crumpler, love Algie yeah. Crumpler because his, his brother was the original Crumpler, Carlester Crumpler, who was the tight end for the yeah, Seahawks yeah. when I used to That's live right. up in the Northwest Territories. And he went to Carlester Crumpler. He went to East Carolina. He was an R. He was a, I loved Carlester Crumpler, one of my favorite Seahawks, actually. Yeah, I was looking at the name. I'm like, <laughs> I love Algie the Crumpler. I'm like, yeah, I remember him, the tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah big Crumpler. tight end. Yeah, the, the Crumpler right, uh, Phil- from the, <laughs> the famous Crumpler tight ends. <laughs> Philip Dorsett, all right, yep. yeah. Corey Dillon, mm-hmm. oh, Kyle Corey Brady, yep. remember Kyle Brady? Remember Kyle Brady. Andre Davis, remember Andre Davis? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cordarrelle Patterson. Yep. Still Chad there, Johnson, that's crazy. So he's thrown touchdowns to Chad Johnson and Chad Jackson. <laughs> yeah, oh, Chad's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, Derek Ward, Charles Johnson. Patrick Pass. I remember him. I remember Patrick Pass, yep. Terry Glenn. I love Terry Glenn. Did Terry Glenn die? I hope he didn't. At Ohio State, Terry Glenn's probably one of the best receivers that I was. Like, I remember it was between, you know, my uh, love for Joey Galloway for his great years. That was coming back to me, Cam. Remember Bill Parcells called him she. He called him she. Remember? He said, oh, she can't play this week. Yeah, exactly. Terry Glenn was amazing. That was a great uh, uh Brian Tyre. Yes, he gave you right. Terry Glenn passed away at the age of 43 last year, he November did, 20th. Yeah, yeah, I thought he did. Yeah, that's wow. He had, he had, yes, he died in a car. I, I used to really like him in college. I know you're a Michigan guy at Ohio State. Like him and no, Joey Galloway were the receiver, two best yeah. receivers. Oh, amazing. 43 he's years fast. old. Yeah, he died in a car crash near Dallas. That's so he sad. He was fast, that guy. Yes, he was. Uh, Lawrence Maroney. Course, oh, I love Minnesota Maroney. Golden Gopher. From Minnesota, yeah. Golden Gopher, yeah. buddy. Yeah, we know Lawrence Maroney. Lawrence, Lawrence Maroney. <laughs> Maroney. So and now Chris Baker. I remember Chris Baker. I just you yeah, know, couldn't pin place the name. So I think we're pretty much perfect, except this guy. Was it was it Brian Tires? Brian Tears? I can't read the name properly. Tears? Brian Tears. T-T-Y-A-S. Tyus? Brian? Ty- 
I don't know. That's I don't know that. Yeah, one. That's a tough like, one. Uh, Matt Langle. I remember him. Michael Floyd. Yeah, of course. Oh Michael yeah, Floyd. Michael Garrett Floyd Flood. for sure. Dwayne Allen, Larry Centers, yep. Heath Evans, oh, Matthew Sanders. Mulligan. Great name. That's an Irish bar. <laughs> I don't Matthew rem- Mulligan's. <laughs> that's great. That's yeah, man, that's a great with, that's a great name, with, Cam. We got to copyright the, that. Oh, Imagine dude, you can Matt, say, "Man, I got pretty wasted last night. Listen, I, need, I went to Mulligan. I need a Mulligan after last night." Yeah, I went to like, Matt you, Mulligan. You, you last have night. you you have that. That's the name of the, like the house drink, the Mulligan. Hey, you had a bad day today. Here's a Mulligan. It's genius. <laughs> it is genius. Uh, Jesse Lapine tweeted me a Carlester Crumpler football card. It's the best. Jesse's I the love best. Car- he is. I love you, Jesse. Remember Cam oh, made- Cleland. I remember Cam uh, Cleland. Oh, Cam Cameron Cleland was good, man. Yeah. Cam Cleland was a good player. He was. He but was you remember Cam, Cam Cam Cleland actually was the guy that got attacked in the Saints hazing stuff. I think he got That's hit with like a sack, sack full of batteries, a pillowcase or something. Yeah. yeah. He was great coming out of school. Cam Cleland was like a big prospect. Yeah. I Tom Ashworth. Name Tommy sounds Ashworth. familiar. Yeah. Sounds more right. like an offensive lineman. So hard to believe, but it took us 16 minutes. We just did it. <laughs> we and just you know went what, all. It's going to be 71 when Josh Gordon gets his touchdown. Because you know he's going to get a good, touchdown good this call. year. Yeah, good call. I think so I'd say we were pretty much. I think we yeah, were sixty-eight and two. I think there's two guys here. Brian Tires. I don't know his name. Yeah. I can't. I've heard of the name, but I just don't know. And, nah, and some of these other guys, one. like I had a hard time reading them, but I could figure it out by the name because I knew who they were. I was like, oh, that's this guy. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, but him, I don't know. Tom Ashworth. Was he like an Tom offensive Ash- lineman? That's what it is. Yes. I think Tom Ashworth, that sounds like a lineman to me because I don't remember him. Tom, Tom Ashworth. 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 Patriots. Let's see what we got yeah. here. Offensive tackle. Offensive line. I knew it. I knew Tom yeah, Ashworth yeah. was a lineman. I sort of remember so the, a big so Brady, fat guy. Yeah, so Brady yeah, yeah. had a couple plays to like Ashworth and Vrabel to get there. That's a remember. They, they, when the Patriots were beating up teams, they used to remember when we were doing the show from the Sports Cafe game when you first started. Oh, they always used there, to throw and the And I met you. Yeah. We, I, I remember we were talking. I'm like, I because you hated the Patriots. So I'm like, these idiots are up 35 nothing, and they're still like doing trick plays to like the you know to, to, to the linemen to catch a touchdown. Like they had no mercy back then. That's why I love watching them get beat down. But it's. Uh, I don't know. They, you know. You know Bill Belichick and these guys are going to find a way to just be, be a factor as the season progresses. That was uh, that was a great trip down memory lane. All 70. And you know what? <laughs> I'm sure the other guy, Brian Tires, we don't remember him because he's probably yeah. just another tackle that caught a touchdown once. You know what I mean? Randomly. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much remember every one of these guys. That's unbelievable, Jesse. I don't know how you do this stuff, Jesse, so fast. You found it. I know. There he is. Like, Carlester. Carlester Crumpler. What a name. Is that not... <laughs> That's what I say. Is that the best handle you've ever? Carlester. When Seattle drafted, I've never even Carlester heard that Crumpler. name before. Oh, yeah. Like besides it's that, awesome. like, besides it's awesome. Like, it's like, well, it's it's like my dad's grandfather. Remember, uh, he's a cool looking dude too. Look at him in the card here. Like you I don't know, want to mess with Carlester. He'll run you over. Oh yeah, the the, the Crumplers were a mean uh, bunch of tight end there. Algie and Carlester. <laughs> Great name. Carlester Crumpler. Where did he go to school? East Carolina. I'm almost positive. <laughs> yeah. See Carlester. Did he's he go to East pilot. Carolina? Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I knew it because Carlos. Uh, you know his, <laughs> uh, dude, his middle name's even better. It just what? it completes it. Carlester T. Crumpler. <laughs> Carlester capital T. 
Crumpler. <laughs> Carl Lester. He's on the board of, like, I serve on the boards of the health system in Greenville, North Carolina, Urban League of Greater Atlanta. Yeah, I played six years in the NFL with the Seahawks. Wow, Carl Lester T. Crumpler's amazing. Look at this and guy. He's such a nice, he's a very successful guy. Holy jeez, he looks great. I'm looking at the two of them right now, Cam, and like you said, looks like Carl Lester's, like, really healthy and, like, in church groups. And I'm looking at Algy, and Algy looks yeah, like he's... he spent some time at Hooters. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Algie just looks a little bit more beaten down. <laughs> He's the party at Crumbler. Uh, poor, here's Algie. He now works as an analyst for the ACC Network. That's why he's nice. beaten down. He's working hard. <laughs> Algie Crumbler. The Crumblers. God bless the Crumblers. <laughs> There's actually a brother named Brian. Kind of boring name after yeah, Algie and Carlester. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Ready Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That guy in the promo who is me is right. Don't yeah. you think that's a good comparison, Gronkowski and Eric Lindros? It's a, actually a fantastic comparison because Eric Lindros just was so big and dominant. Like, remember that line, hey, the Legion of Doom? They used to kill people. They were so much bigger and stronger. But over the years, he took a lot of hits. Scott Stevens, he almost killed him, Gabe. Remember that? You, you do that to a player now, you're not even, uh, you'll are not even. you get kicked out of the league. Like, Rob Gronkowski probably only has, like, a year or two left of playing football. I'm thinking maybe this he, year. I, yeah, I, like really, I, I I'm really believe I know. It's like true. I'm, I'm, this could be the end this year. I think. Yeah, like he's okay. Any more big shots, it's over. So, um, and you know, it's funny because we just threw it out there. We'll get back to that. I was talking about like Hall of Fame stuff, and I said Rob Gronkowski. I said he's a Hall of Famer, but barely as great as he, he is. He's a Hall. And of it famer. sounded crazy. People are like, "Oh no, he's, he's an automatic." Yeah, he is. But if you look, there's only eight tight ends in the Hall of Fame right now. People don't realize that there's only eight of them. And his numbers are at the bottom of all of them, Cam. It's like longevity counts with these, mm-hmm. these NFL sure voters. It, it really does. Like, Cal, we'll get to Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson's not getting into the Hall of Fame. You know, he won't. He's not. And it's crazy because Calvin Johnson, when he played, was one of the best yep. players. Like, to me, if I was a voter, I'd say yes. Calvin Johnson's a Hall of Famer. But I the Hall of Famer good. guys are like, you know what? He didn't sacrifice his body long enough. He left. You, you got to pay the price. That's why LaShawn McCoy is battling still right now. LaShawn would retire, but LaShawn wants to get to 12,000 yards because he knows that anybody yep. with 12,000 yards is in the Hall of Fame. And that, that's call. what he has his eye on. Let's bring in a, a Hall of Famer, Famer. Uh, from the, uh, the sports brokers. These guys have been crushing it all season long on a weekly basis, both in the National Football League and uh, collegiately. Jamie Heath joins us every Saturday at uh, 10 o'clock with me and uh, Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello talking college football but let's uh, talk some nfl football right now jamie heath joins us what's up jamie how you doing man i'm doing great guys how are you today good doing stuff good. we're fired up 
Great yeah. time to be a sports fan, Jamie. I mean, we're Absolutely. talking football, but got baseball on right now. NHL hockey, they dropped the puck. College football, conference uh, football, it's separation Saturday every week. Hell, we even got a big MMA fight with Conor McGregor on Saturday night. Great time to be a sports better, Jamie. Absolutely the best time of the year, guys. No doubt about it. You got a lot of things going. You got a, you even got a, a couple of NBA preseason uh, exhibition games tonight, including uh, LeBron James against Sacramento. So yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, that's I'm a degenerate, but that's even too much for me. Like I got enough. I've already <laughs> you gotta got. Put the, you got to put the brakes yeah. on sometime, game. Got to stop somewhere. <laughs> I've got 17 tickets sitting in front of me for the sports that's book right. from today. Exactly. So yeah, I've got yeah. I better exactly. slow down at some point in time. So. Um, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, Jamie. Where you know, a lot of the times when we talk going into these primetime games, I sort of have a strong. I sort of really think, all right, you know, I, I like this side, and I'm 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 going to bank it. This is a tricky game tonight with the Very injuries. It is. It's double digit points. There's injuries, and quite frankly, I said it off the top, man. I just I struggle with New England Patriot games. I really do. They just seem to screw me. I generally avoid them if I can, or bet against them if I can. But I'm having a tough read on this one, but that's why you're here, and I know you guys are laying it down tonight. Yeah, we absolutely are laying it down tonight. As a matter of fact, uh, Mr. Kevin Todd here, the president's going to put another 50K on this game tonight. Not only that, he promises, and we all promise here at the Sports Brokers, if this game doesn't win tonight, we're going to give the rest of the NFL season absolutely free. We don't normally do this, but we're so confident this game wins tonight. We want everyone to call 1-800-220-6262. Join our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Visit our website. Join the website. We turn outcomes into incomes, and tonight we're, we're going to definitely turn this outcome into an income. Well, you guys have been killing it so far. These nice 50K um, drops <laughs> yes, uh, have. have been pretty nice. You're, you're you're plus That's units. A big chunk of change. So, yes. Yeah, and if you're plus units, it means the people that are calling you are plus units. So you're all playing with house money, Jamie. Yes, they are. They're very happy. Uh, we're, we're, we're crushing it. And like you said in, our, in the promo, we're actually crushing it even more so in college football as well. We're unbelievably we're, – we're almost hitting at a 70% clip if that's – that's, uh, you know, it's, it's just unbelievable what we're doing. And, you know, it's hard to fathom, but that's what we're, we're actually doing. And we have a nice little thing going this Saturday as well. Yeah, you know, I look forward to to breaking it down. So, we talked a little bit about um, we talked a little bit, and that, that's a great deal too. The rest of the NFL season for free. It shows like how it. confident you guys are in this. Can't hurt, guys. Right? More knowledge. Uh, you can never have too much knowledge. So, we just spent uh, you know talking some time talking about the NFL card this week. What do you think of the card? There's a lot of games this week, Jamie, where team season are sort of on the line, or at least you know Bill Parcells said you are what your record says you are. And he said that after eight weeks. He said, after eight weeks, you are what your record says you are. We're only into five now, but things are starting to take shape. And it feels like it was just yesterday that we kicked the season off. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons and you lose, you're one in four. Who would have thought that the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins and all that talent they have after they beat San Francisco in week one would still only have one win? Um, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have one win. Uh, hell, the New England Patriots are two and two still. The standings are it's bizarre a world in the NFL, Jamie. Absolutely, Gabe, and and like what you said with Parcells saying you are what you are. Four weeks in, you're talking about the Atlanta Falcons at one and three. You're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers one two and one. This is desperation times for both teams. Just so happens they're playing against each other. 
Neither neither one of these teams you have a defense whatsoever. The total in the game is is right now sitting at fifty. <laughs> it's fifty eight. And, pro- and, and gro- it's like and a gro- Big Twelve game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're talking we're talking a Big Twelve or a Pac twelve type game. Uh, it's just going to be probably a shootout up and down the field as long as it, as long as the weather uh, cooperates. You're talking an Atlanta Falcon team who couldn't stop uh, a cold right now at this point, and Pittsburgh's pretty pretty much a little better. So. Honestly, the line right now sitting at three. It's favorite towards Pittsburgh, minus 120, 125. I'm looking for this, ho- this spread hopefully to go off that number to hit maybe three and a half, and maybe I'll, I'll go with the Falcons. But right now I'm pretty much concentrating on the over in a shootout. Yeah, it's hard to want to get in front of the under here, Cam. It, sh- it sure is. Well, then that's a, that was the next question I was going to say. We have line movement uh, in this game up to 50, Jamie. And it's kind of weird with these primetime games like Detroit-New England. Everyone thought it was going to be a track meet under. Pittsburgh, yep. Baltimore, under. Kansas yep. City, Denver, it was under. under. So it's like one of those things you want to pull the trigger, but it's tough. These primetime games, and uh, I know a lot of people just blindly bet the overs, but the unders really been hitting on these, Jamie. Yes, they have. And uh, the thing about it is I've always I've said this, and I'll keep saying it till the day I die. Public perception always goes with the favorites and always goes with the overs. And uh, this, you know, tonight's no exception. The line's already crept up to 10.5. It's 11. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's as high as 12 by kickoff. And the total's, the total's sitting at 50. And, again, Joe Public's all over the over. And I'm sure Joe Public's probably all over the Patriots as well. But, uh, you know, again, that's why you play the game. And, you know, obviously Vegas wasn't built on, on winners. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the game. Exactly. That's, that's, that's the point. game within the game, right? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the game within the game, Jamie, in which, all right, is it too obvious? Are we overthinking it? There's a couple of spots uh, like that this week in uh-huh. which I don't want to overthink myself. And that, that's part of the fun. We can handicap the actual X's and O's of these football teams. But then there's also the the game within the game of the, of the handicapper world. And, you know, is the public on it? Are the squares on it? Are the sharps on it? And we've talked about this, Jamie. It actually angers me sometimes when we have somebody's guests and they're condescending. Well, you know, I'm a square, I'm a sharp, and all you know, the squares out there doing this. Because truth be told, man, the public sometimes is right, and sometimes Absolutely. the squares are right. And the last couple of years in the NFL, you and I've talked about this, Jamie. The, the squares been have right. been killing it. Yeah, the public has been yeah. winning more than they've been losing. Sort of the, the obvious picks have actually cashed recently in the last couple of years. Yes, they have. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, something, again, we're, we're, we're with the public a lot of times, too. We're not always uh, Mr. Sharp, quote-unquote. We're, we're with the public a lot of times, too. We just happen to, you know, obviously pick our spots. Luckily and fortunately enough for us, we've been pretty much on the right side of it as opposed to the wrong side of it we, many more times. So, yes, we, we're very confident on tonight's game, and that's why we're giving out this special offer I was telling everybody. Again, we are uh, pretty much uh, going all in on this one. Our uh, president, again, is putting up the 50K. He's going to tweet the, the pick as soon as the, the ball gets kicked off, and if we, if we don't win this game, the, the rest of the NFL season is pretty much on us. So I want everyone out there to, to dial that number, one 800 Visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Join our website. We turn outcomes into incomes. Great stuff, Jamie. It's always a pleasure, my man. We're going to speak on Saturday morning. And as we stated, you tune in to Jamie on Saturday. um, You know, he'll he'll roll out three picks. We talk three games every weekend. 
You've crushed it every week, so I look forward to seeing what you come up with uh, this week. We just barely squeezed that over. You and I were actually on the same page with everything last week on the show. With, with the Texas, uh, the, Tech, Texas Tech and West Virginia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the sports book erupted. That over. Yeah. The sports book erupted, Jamie. We, we were over oh. at the uh, the Meadowlands, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, uh, that was a big play of ours, too. We were very happy that that game went over when it went over. And we were, yeah, we were pretty much crossing our fingers on that one, unfortunately. When the quarterback went down for Texas Tech, we were a little upset on that one. But, yeah, seems like, Gabe, me and you are always on the same page just about with everything. Yeah, so uh, I know. Nice. Uh, hopefully we can keep this going. It's been a good year so far. Yes, so you know, hopefully we keep this. Yeah, the last couple of weeks we're starting to get into a, a real groove here. I'm almost worried. I like the games too much this week. Like I'm looking at the board. <laughs> like last week, last week in the NFL, I sort of had fear. I was like, oh man, this yeah. is tough. And we ended up Look going out, three okay. one and one. Who do yeah, you like in the NFL? Who, who do you like in the NFL this week? This week, um, speaking of the the obvious, I don't know if it's too obvious, but I like the Baltimore Ravens minus the yeah. three. Yeah. That we're, um, we're, 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 we're with you on that one. Um, I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins plus the six and a half. It's actually five uh, and a half, Gabe. Yeah, five and a half. Has it now. dropped, huh? Yeah, it has. Yeah. Yes, it has. Redskins. Somebody, we're you guys at. probably like that too. Yeah, Redskins yep. plus the six and a half. Maybe uh, the Bills. This one, yeah, the Bills. I think are in a good spot, but it's a big leap of faith. That line's um, jump. That and, line's actually gone up from three and a half to five. So if you like five, the five, I know. I know. Jump on them now. I know. The game. game Thank you. The interesting game that strikes me actually this weekend is the Oakland Raiders against the San Diego Chargers. The opening line in that game was seven and a half. It's actually crept down as low as it crept down as low as four and a half. So it's going to be like a Raider home game. It's yeah. Well, every every Charger game is a visiting home game. (laughs) This one especially. It'll be over the top. It'll be over the top for sure. no doubt about it, but 75% of the crowds usually with the, uh, wearing the visiting colors. This week will probably be about 90% wearing silver and black, I'm sure. No doubt. Yeah. I used to live in L.A., Jamie. I used to live there, and I've been to Charger Raider games, and it's a, it's a, it's a underdog series. It always has been. It's a throw-the-record-out series. i got to tell you, just even like openly talking about this game right now, I'm thinking uh-huh. we got to take the Raiders. Absolutely. You know, the Chargers aren't good favorites. They're not nope. good favorites. We saw Look at them Gruden last week. Gets up. The Raiders play good football. Like, they just. Yes, they do. They, they, you know, they have a hard win. time for 60 minutes. Exactly. But you, we saw they get up for these division games, man. And they, they battled their ass off and covered against Denver. I think this Charger-Raider game comes down to the wire, guys. I'm in full agreement with you once again, Gabe. Uh, Unfortunately for me, myself personally, I've been a San Diego slash L.A. Charger fan my whole life. And oh, so you I've know been, what I'm talking about then, yeah. Oh, there's no, there's no yeah. doubt about it, I, and I know this rivalry very well back back from the Foud Stapler days, so yes. And the Holy Roller, I could go on and on with the Chargers. So I've been there, done that, and I have no faith in the Chargers laying any points. Hey, I'm a Bills fan, uh, Jamie, so I've always said that the, the Chargers are almost like the Bills of the West. People just don't feel sorry for the Chargers for some reason, but no, they are sort no. of cursed as well. <laughs> the, yes, they are, and there's very few and far between Charger fans out there, so I feel for everyone out there that's a Charger fan like me. Yeah. sportsbrokers.com, letting everyone know where they can find you, and these guys have been killing it all year long. Absolutely. Once again, my phone number here is 1-800-220-6262. 1-800-220-6262. You call us today, tonight, 
for this game tonight. If this game doesn't win, you get the rest of the NFL season. Join our website. Visit our website, also thesportsbrokers.com. We turn outcomes into incomes. Great stuff, Jamie. It's always a pleasure. We'll speak on Saturday morning. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk to you, Gabe, and, and the rest of you guys. Absolutely can't wait for Saturday morning. You guys have a great night, and good luck tonight. Yeah, take care. There's uh, Jamie Heath. You got it. Sports I'll tell you, uh, you watch that, Gabe, you watch that San Francisco game? They could have beat the Chargers last week with, with Beathard. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like the Chargers laying 10 That's and a half. Saying. Like It's just they're, they're, they're horrible. You're absolutely a horrible, horrible favorite. And uh, – and many issues too with the with with the kicking game, the snapping. Like this has been going on for years. They never address the problems that they have. It's like it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. And uh, it, it really it got it got scary for them last week against the charge uh, against the Forty ers So you know what? I don't have a lot of faith in the Chargers either. The Raiders aren't like great. They're not good. No, they're but not. They play hard. They're, like I'll they give do, them credit. They do play hard. They got lucky last. They got lucky last week, though. Oh, that, that, no, that, that was BS. Cleveland that was got BS. screwed. Yeah. Oh, Cleveland got. Yeah, got honestly, I almost. Uh, yeah, Cleveland got hosed, and now they got to go deal with the Ravens this week. Uh, it's just Cleveland can't can't catch a break. It sucks. Yeah, but how many times have you been hosed in a game? It is what it is. They finally. Got yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, what am I saying? Like, this team's cost me how much money last year, and like that, swings of like crazy money when guys are fumbling in the end zone and stuff. But I don't know. They're 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 battling. They're. That's a tough game, Gabe. You like the Ravens, eh? Three and a, three points against Cleveland. I, I, I like I like what Joe Flacco and that team's doing this year. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how, yeah, how the Cleveland, Browns do. I, I have no faith in Hugh Cleveland. Jackson, are better, Cam. Coach. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Cleveland are better, but let's not get carried away. I mean, they've been played. They're yeah. actually Cleveland. Cleveland actually haven't really played a bad game yet this year. No, they haven't. If you think about it, like most teams, every team in the league almost have have had like, oh man, that was that was ugly. Like we talked yeah. about a whale capper. You know, the Vikings did, the Patriots did, you know, the every team. You know, the Redskins, almost every team has had an embarrassing game already. Really, the Browns haven't. You know, they, they tied Pittsburgh in week one, 21-21. They were four-point underdogs. Um, in week two, they were like ten-point underdogs. They lost by two points in New Orleans. They should have won the game. They just sort of cleaved it away. Um, yep. You know, the Jet game, they came back and won. Um, last week... Man, they were the better team all day than the Raiders. You oh, know, they, the thing was, Derek Carr was good. Derek Carr's pretty good. You know, he, he's not a bad quarterback. He's just airing it out. He's playing pitch and catch with Jared Cook and these guys. And I tell you, the Raiders wide receivers suck, Cam. Because I had, I had the Raiders. I was getting real mad. Like, I don't know how many balls that Andre Roberts guy dropped, man. But yeah, Seth. Like, yeah, yeah. Roberts like drops six, a yeah, lot. Seth of balls. Roberts. Sorry, Seth. Andre Roberts. Yeah, Seth. Yeah. Seth. Sorry. No, there's another Andre. Yeah, Roberts. number twelve. No, that's that guy. Thing. That guy's yeah, got yeah. butterfingers. I know it's brutal. I watch that guy too. I go, what? I think Andre Roberts, uh, old Patriot or something, named, which is going over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Touchdown seventy-one. No, I, I watched yeah, that no, that's, Raiders that's team. That's Andre too. Tippett. Yeah, I low and Lippett. They had Lippett and Tippett. I used to love those guys. Actually, those are a couple guys in the Patriots. I used to. I used to like the old Patriots because they weren't good back then. They were like Dick McPherson, John oh, yeah. Stevens was. When the I was a back kid, they didn't insult me, and I liked their old uniforms better. When I was a kid, one of my favorite players was Sam Cunningham. Oh, yeah. It's actually uh, Randall Cunningham's, like, older brother. Sam Correct. Sam Cunningham's. Yeah, yeah, Sam Bam Cunningham. Uh, Steve Grogan. You what, see what, oh, yeah, Steve Grogan with the neck brace. You should have seen what happened. Ryan Braun, like, no hockey was going to score there. What a horrible move by Braun. Guy tries to score in a wild pitch from second, gun down at the plate. Yeah, I Brutal. see Twitter blowing up saying, what the uh, hell is Braun was, doing? It, it was awful. Runaway train off the tracks. Game time decisions continue.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Hold it now. Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Let's get to the boy camera. I'm going to have to set up a uh, little uh, studio in the bathroom. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to put a bucket there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time. He's like, what are you going to do? You, you go up the stairs. <sighs> okay, you know what I mean? That's the thing. You just, you're just you just hoping for one more hit from Models or something just so you can make it back down. Listen, today, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell Yang. Today, you know, I, I, we finished the carton show. Yeah, yeah, Thursdays, uh, Thursdays is like meeting day. You'd love that, Cam. So, like Thursdays uh, is that. meeting day. Meetings. No. So after Carton alive, there's a there's a meeting. Fortunately, the meeting's nice. with Cardano. Cardano's a cool dude, so yeah, it's, it's he, pretty he gets, chill. Yeah, he un, he understands. Yep. Yeah. So I knew there was a meeting after the show, but the show ends, and I went to the bathroom. Like I simply went to the bathroom, and. Um, you know, I was in there for like five minutes, and then my phone rings, and it's basically Pennsylvania. And I'm thinking, who the hell's calling me from Pennsylvania? I'm like, I don't know. I get a lot of weird calls now from weird area codes. I have like a lot of new area codes in my radar now, Cam. You know what I mean? Yes. I get calls from Connecticut and Delaware. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot yeah. this guy's in Yukon. So I get a call from Pennsylvania. I don't answer it, and I'm literally, you know, what's the best way I can put this? Like. I'm sitting on a toilet seat. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, so I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, can I get a minute? You know, I'm sort of thinking to myself, can I get a minute at least? Like, God. Yeah. You know, like, I'm just, I'm doing, you know, I'm on all the time. You know, can I basically just take a dump without my phone ringing? Exactly. So I ignore the call, and then right after, Cardano calls me. Yeah, oh, here we go. Cardano are. calls me. <laughs> and it's like, I'm thinking, literally, I can't even go to the bathroom here. Like, yeah. It came out, and I'm like, like, where were you? I was like, I was going to the bathroom, man. Bathroom. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to go to the bathroom during this break, but I didn't even have time. <laughs> like, yeah, it's tough. I know, I know. It's the, That's the thing. So too. basically, you gotta, if you got what are you going to do? I've, I've done a lot of things on the air before, but I don't know if I've ever taken a leak like while doing a show. If the cord was long enough, I'd go to the bathroom, but... Uh, the soundboard and cord, it just won't make it there. Like, it can make it, like, right around the corner almost to the kitchen. So you're saying you've thought about it? Like, you've thought, can I, I walk over? Yeah. So while you're, talk- yeah. while you're talking to me, you just go over and whip it out and take a leak. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> doing, yeah. doing the other one's really hard, though. Like, I don't know how we're going to do that. But uh, <laughs> I guess you could get one of those uh, concert uh, portalettes uh, <laughs> installed. You could probably do it, but the listeners place. probably don't want to know. 
No, they don't want to hear yeah. that. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> they don't want to know the Cavs taking a dump while he talks, gives his <laughs> NHL picks of the night. I don't know. I got some teams that are pretty close to a dumpster and a toilet. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, S.J. Sharkey. I went with uh, some low. Oh, yeah. And the worst is Cardano just starts betting on the hockey, too. And we give him, hey, Sharks. And I told him, you like the Vancouver and... He had a parlay with the Sharks. We all did, and the Leafs, fight. they get it done in overtime. We just had them in the money line. The Yankees, and the over comes through. I'm thinking, oh, another great night. Uh, I, and the thing is, there's a little voice inside my head saying, take the Ducks live at plus 140. I'm like, nah, Sharks, SJ Shark, you'll be okay. They're at home, and then boom, man. It was just that third period, they shit the bed. and That's hockey, man. You brought up this point a long time ago. Hot goaltender doesn't mean anything. You can dominate a team. You get the right guy, it's over. Like that's that's the one sport, you know. It's just it, it it doesn't matter with your puck possession. It doesn't matter what you do. If your goaltender's in the zone, it it doesn't like you steal games, and that's what you have to find. So, getting goaltender information, Gabe, when we're capping hockey, that's very very important. But uh, hey, Gibson played well last night. The guy was ready to go, and Jones was still on a holiday. Yeah, that's the thing with hockey. If your goalie is average. Look at and the other goalie is great. You've you've got by a problem. D, by DFS pick, it sucked. This guy got pulled. He was. I got to be honest. Tukaraska sucked for a couple of years, dude. Uh, actually, he's you know what? He's I'm, not the. He's I'm, not a star anymore. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree with that. I still. I thought he was regressing. Now I know what level of regression it is. It's out of control. The way he plays the puck, it's like minor league stuff. Like he was so so bad last night. Like he tried to be a hero and play the puck. The guy bobbles it. Boom. Washington's up two nothing before it even starts. It rattled the whole team. Oh, did you see that fight last night with uh, with uh, uh, Marshawn yeah, Marsha. and uh, Eller? Oh, yeah, yeah. Marsha, like yeah. Eller's head was like covered in blood. It was like an old Ric Flair Dusty Rhodes match. It was great. <laughs> Lots of blood. Yeah, Marshawn's an idiot, though. Marshawn is an, an idiot. idiot. He like, is a punk. I, I actually, like I, I hate the, Marshawn. It's funny. I hate the Bruins as much as the Patriots. Like I hate that. Like I'm thinking about a city where I hate all their teams. That's Boston. There's no other city. For me, that I don't like the Red Sox, I don't like the Bruins, I don't like the Patriots, Boston College, whatever. Like I couldn't, like honestly, Celtics. Gabe, like, no, I hate the Celtics. No, I hate that team. No, I, I don't <laughs> like anything about them. I don't like one of their teams. Like, do you have a do you have a city like? I that hate to admit it like, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Boston, because yeah, Boston, it's weird too. Because I don't, vote. I don't like. I don't. Um, I know a lot of people. I mean, we have friends in Boston. We have fans in Boston. I've been to Boston. Boston's yeah. in a great, nice city. But the Patriot fans and the Patriots, like, bother me. The um, I don't know what it is, but the Boston Bruins, like, anger me for some reason. Like, I don't I don't like – like, I actually, like, like watching the Bruins get eliminated in playoff series. So, yes, yeah, I enjoy yes, it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't do. like Marshawn. I don't, I don't no. like the Bruins fans. Like, I, I don't either. Like, just, I don't like anything about it. Yeah, I don't maybe, like the report. Actually, yeah. I'll be honest with you, too. When I did my journey to the Cup, they had the worst uh, – the meanest reporters, too. Like, when I went to San Jose, the TV guy would come down, hey, man, I got a cottage in Saskatchewan. I love you and the, the bald guy, Morenci. Love the show. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone was, like, very, very nice. Even in Montreal, you know, you'd think you'd hate a guy from, from Toronto Leaf fan there. The cheeses are out. The expensive stuff. Boom. Have a great time, guys. Like, and that place can be stushed. They could be really uptight. The Boston reporters are snooty, snobby, like, really, like, just arrogant. Like, the whole thing was just, I, I was like, please don't let Boston win. I just want to go to another city. I was thinking anybody in the East but these guys, right? Like, that's it's just, it's it's crazy. It's almost weird, they like, think, how. They think they're the they center of the universe, they, right? Yes, yes. That's exactly the vibe. That's the vibe. 
They think they, they run the that, show. That's well, the you, thing. You don't run the show. But but listen, the thing is, they have great sports teams. They like, do. we can't argue. They're, they are the no, city of they're champions. Amazing. They have I been know, for the last the, 15 years, right? Like They are the city of champions. They've dominated the, between the, the, the Bruins. Their ass. The Bruins won a Stanley Cup. The Bruins yep. won a Stanley Cup. The Patriots have won a bunch of times. Super, Super uh, the Bulls. Celtics have won a Celtics couple of times. Great, yep. Like there's no yeah, bad. The Celtics teams will there. be good again. Well, the, the Patriots will be bad again around the corner. They, their That's little good. run is nearly done. <laughs> Brady's 42 years old, or whatever the hell he is. You can't be around forever, this guy. Exactly. They're not going to win with uh, Hoyer, as well. Like they're going to have to go. They're playing they're tonight. Have to go against somebody. This is the least. This is the least um, interested I am in any Thursday night football game so far this year. Oh yeah. And then, oh, you know, yeah. that, even Browns and Jets, I was more looking forward to. It's like, oh, for sure. I don't it's, like the Patriots. Like, I don't want to watch them type thing. I don't want to see them. Like, I don't need to hear about how great Tom Brady is for the next four hours. It's actually stupid, Marenzi, that the NFL did this. And I think you mentioned this, like, a couple weeks ago. This rivalry doesn't matter now. It's, like, been years yeah, since does, Indianapolis with Peyton yeah. Manning and Tom Brady. Like, there's no, ooh, Andrew Luck versus uh, Tom Brady, Colts versus. You got an 11-point dog now. On a marquee game, 11-point dog. What is this, college? Where are we going to Clemson? This is nuts. Like, And that's the thing. You should never have like a spread, uh, a di- discrepancy like that. It's it's stupid. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I think tonight's ratings like for this game are going to be, I think a lot of people are just going to say pass. Like, I'm, I, We'll see what happens. I'm, gonna, I'm still taking the Colts. It's not a huge bet. I think 11 is too many points, but, you know, it's, it's a horrible game. I've got the Pats in a teaser, and I played a little play to the over today. At 50 and a half. We'll see if there's points in this game. It was a recreational bet. You know, I'm going to be watching a Dodger game. I'm more interested in the baseball and the, and the baseball playoffs. And don't forget, we've got college football tonight, too. I played the Houston, uh, Houston Cougars. Yeah, the Cougars. Uh, what are they, minus 18 against Tulsa tonight? Yeah, minus 18? 17 and a half. Normally, oh, I don't want to lay that type of pointage, but, but I did. Yeah, the line went up. I think it now is 18 and a half. So that's good. You got the good, good side of the number there. Should be interesting. What do you? What's the total in that game? Do you see points? Houston and Tulsa. That the in, in the old days, those that used to be like 45-42 type of game. But uh, yeah, know. Houston's defense is pretty good though. They got that Oliver guy. He's like the best defensive player in the nation, right? So yeah, he's yeah. He's, the Cougars are okay. I, I, uh, Tulsa, Tulsa. That program's really taking a step back. I remember years ago they were. I was like, wow, the Golden Hurricane. Yeah, it's uh, Houston. Minus 18. Look at that total, Gabe. 70 and a half. 70 and a half for the total. Houston 18, 70 and a half. That's a lot. It's a lot of points. Um, a lot of points. All right. So, uh, here, uh, great. Here comes the fallout now from Cardano. Oh, I know. You guys I was going to gonna say, I don't know the best. Yeah, he said, you guys why, are killing why me. Why did you let me hockey bet hockey? Why? Yeah, we didn't know SJ Sharkey was going to shit the bed. Like, they dominated the game. Like, they take, oh, I know. I, don't worry. He's just joking. Cardano just. Tonight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, he just said something interesting. I've wondered this as well before. I've wondered about this in the past. And he goes, if there was a team called the Pigeons, I'd be on them. He yeah. goes, do you ever notice how many sports teams are named after birds but no pigeons? I brought this up before, and pigeons are resilient and tough. Like, I, pigeons to me would be a good sports team name. I got, hey, I'm just going to tell you something about pigeons, though. This is the problem why there's no pigeons, because they bring plague, Gabe. They're disease-filled birds. I know they're resilient, but they also eat crap. They're parasites. They call them rats with wings. Like, that, that, that's the problem with pigeons is that they're a dirty bird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they might be resilient and all, and 
they do like the scraps. Yeah, we have Kinda a like team called we have a team we have a team called the Redskins. Yeah, yeah, we, we do. That, like that's you're telling me we can't becoming, have the pigeons? Yeah, I got yeah, the pigeons. It's just uh, pe- pigeons get There's a bad rap. There's a team called the Anteaters. I like that. That's a great name. The Anteaters are good. That's a great name. Kangaroos, anything like something, something crazy like that. Better than every team in the damn SEC. Tigers, 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 Tigers. Like get something original. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather even tigers. have a pigeon than than nine tigers and cougars. It's it's so stupid. Like it's nuts. These college teams, like, wow, yeah, there's no there's no other anything but tigers and cougars. It's all cats. <laughs> what about the horn frogs? I love that. See, that's good. That's original, right? Yeah, you know, like horn frogs is like I don't know what a horn frog is, but like a special kind of frog. Like I don't know, like is it a toad? Yeah, I don't know. But you, yeah. you're talking about like pigeons, so you say they're diseased. Like, but yeah, so are the Kardashians. Are. They're on TV. I knew you were going to come up with something. Yeah, the pigeon. It was a delayed, delayed reaction. I was, I was, was looking for other team names that were dumb. But I, 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 I guess it. I, 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 I stored it. it. <laughs> I stored it. Like, look at what's Houston. Like we got a college game tonight. Wow, Houston Cougars, just like every Washington State Cougars. Like, come on, man. Like Cougars. Like it's You're everywhere. Listen to Tigers. This, so, you know, there's there's a Concordia in Montreal, right? Concordia, Concordia yes. University. Good school. They're yeah, the, stingers. the Stingers. Yeah, I love yeah. that name. Ah, it's an it's an okay school. Yeah, I like school. Um, it's good. Like Concordia is like uh, like uh, the public one. Like McGill's where the real smart people go to. But but anyways, there's another Concordia. There's a Concordia in Iowa as well. I've noticed that before. They're like Division two or three or something. You know what their name of their team is? Mm-hmm. The Cobbers. <laughs> the Cobbers. Their mascot is Colonel Cobb. Really? Wow. He's like, yeah, he's a, yeah, but he's pretty cool looking. He's like a pissed off, like, piece of corn. <laughs> a pissed off piece of corn. There's a team corn. here called the Everest, <laughs> yeah, there's a team called the Geoducks. I don't know what the hell that is. Oh, uh, Geoduck. Oh, ducks. Uh, wow. Pigeons, are they? Uh, Rhode Island, Rhode Island School of Design has a school mascot. His name is Scrody. Scrody. Oh, wow. He's actually like, yeah, this is it's actually disturbing. Uh-oh. Colonel Cobb. The hell's that? Is that my video? Oh, What's God. What's going on? Yeah, sir, I, was, I clinked on a story about pigeons, and it actually is defending your point of view. The title's called Pigeons, Not As Dirty As You Think They Are. And that was the video around. I guess I had my volume up on no, the No, I think, I think on, you've on got machine. pigeons all wrong, Cam. <laughs> I used to have a ton of pigeons on my windowsill all the time. Yeah. They're all right. The problem is they shit constantly. That's, that's another like they thing. They like just I, don't stop. So you, it's I, like you got white crap all over your windowsill. And if you've ever, like, had a flock of pigeons, like, on your windowsill or something, they make some pretty weird noises, too. Yeah. Well, I do have a family of birds that are on top of my lamp outside that I showed you the picture for at the old studio. And all they do is shit all over. Like, my front porch is covered in crap. You can't, like, power wash it. Like, it's strong. Like, you said it. Like, once they start, and all they do is keep on breeding. 
Like, you know what I mean? I see the bird and it's like, a, but they're, they're morning doves. So this bird just keeps on getting laid, popping out little birds and then they take off and then they come back and they procreate. Like, I didn't realize like their pregnancy cycle is unheard of, Marenzi. Like they are, ba- I got birds everywhere at my place right now. It's nuts. They're all on the, my, my deck and Vince, he's Chinese. He's like, oh, those birds, you got to get rid of them. Like he really gets mad at me about that. Like he's got some phobia about birds. I don't know what the hell it is, but uh, yeah. Anyway, they get pregnant and... Uh, you, good point you bring up. They really like to crap all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's baseball game. Yeah. Uh, you, you didn't touch the total. You didn't touch the total in this game, did you? No. What, zero, 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 yeah, the under. Yeah, it's bottom of the third zero zero so far. I'll tell you. And we just got we just got over that uh, that uh, in the Yankees game last night. That was great. I'm like, stay fair, stay Unbelievable. fair. Unbelievable home run too. That was a monster. I didn't shot. think it was going to get there. I didn't either. I'm like, wow, Oakland, you really uh, came out to play here today. But uh, what are you going to do? You know, it's just, uh, I'll tell you. If you I'm enjoy the, playing, yeah. you're on who? The Yankees versus the Red Sox. But continue. Yeah, is there a line for the first game up yet? I'm going to take the There was the series, it when whatever I was at the, the book earlier today. Yeah, I'll go look for some series. Whatever the series price is, I'm going to take the Yankees. Even though Boston's the hottest team, I just, I just don't think they, it's what you talked about. I don't think they could replicate it. I think they're going to get really nervous. Right, here and, it is. Uh, I, yeah. What is it? The plus. Yeah. Boston Boston Red Sox are minus 155 to win the series. Yeah, Yankees are low. plus 135. Sure, I not getting I a lot be, of value here yeah, with the Yankees. No, you're not. Uh, that, well, they also, that's the books believing the Yankees can win, too. If you look at that approach, I thought they'd be about plus 150 or 60. Wow, that is really low, Gabe. That's low. Son of a bitch. This game's Friday night. I was at the book earlier. And I don't have time to make it back out there by tomorrow, and I wanted to bet this game, but I didn't have the pitchers out yet. So now it is. No surprise, Jay Happ gets the call. Jay Happ versus Chris Sale. And I think the Yankees are live dogs, man. Jay I'll Happ is plus 165. You can bet it with me, buddy. Just send me the information. No problem. I aim to please. Lineup lock live on the other side. We'll talk some DFS. Got some NFL. Let's do some optimizing as well.